Hello, and welcome back to There Will Be Dungeons. That's right, there will be dungeons. We're back in the wastes, everybody. So sit down and enjoy what's coming up. And before we get there, though, I'd like to remind you that as these cold months start to roll in, there's nothing better than a hot tea on a cold night. So go over to our friends at phoenixpearltea.com slash TWBD and grab a tea of your choosing, and maybe one of the ones based on our campaign. You'll have a good time, you'll remember amazing memories, and at the same time, warm yourself and maybe give yourself a little caffeine jolt. That's over at phoenixpearltea.com slash TWBD. And now, without further ado, I hand the microphone to Kristen, who will catch us up on what happened last time on There Will Be Dungeons. The combat convention commenced. Totals of troops were tallied as the gang gathered and assigned aspects of the approaching assault on the solar mines. Some by land, some by air, some by mold earth. Once the triangular sphere was finished, the battle would begin. Preparations would be put in place as the team would look to locate the lost tungsten wheel. However, before convening, Stanley was stalled. The elves had elected him their leader, a role he was ready to accept. With it came a transformation that birthed the Stanley too beautiful to behold. Now rejoin our heroes as they depart toward destiny. What will they find on the first planet? Where will the discoveries deliver them? And will Nash ever be ready for a return to the solar mines? Stay tuned for the continuing conundrums and perilous paths of space. Bo, it's your cue. Take it away. He's muted. Oh, you're muted. Damn it. I was <laughs> priding myself on being on time to that cue. <laughs> so annoying. All good. Um, <clears throat> we return to our story uh, on the planet of Mars, underneath the great elder tree of Mars known as Sumar Sladar. The court of Earthly Defenders, or the War Council of Earthly Defenders, has just been held in an auditorium made of vine and earth, Mars Earth, under the under the tree. Stanley has just descended from a cocoon of leaf and twig to splendor his people with his appearance as the Seleli Prime. After he's descended, the elves and the elves have kneeled and and and, 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 and I'm not sure what the word is for it, but have have you know not prostrated themselves, but shown their fealty or, or done the ceremonial bowing. Um, the elves then have slowly approached you, Stanley, as you float down to the main ground. Um, some of the non-elves in the area, such as the nameless one, Orc and the three birdmen that were there um, quietly retire from the area, as does Monsoon Cabbage. The elves are ignoring all but the Salele Prime in the room. That's you, Stanley, including High Alpha Mentholodar and Admiral Chrysorius. Uh, there are many questions for you. How do you feel? What's it like to speak with the great tree? Etc. Etc. And at this current moment, Stanley, you'd be overwhelmed with the number of inquiries coming in from various excited elves uh, about their new leader. The rest of the party, you're off to the side, basically being ignored at this point. 
and the the war council has adjourned, and so there's no more formal proceedings. I turn it to the players to decide what to do next. How do you feel, Stanley? Uh, Stanley just continues to field questions, hearing Nash's voice above the rest, but choosing to uh, ignore it. <laughs> He's too handsome to accept such a request now. We must phrase it in a way that his handsome ears can receive it. It must be a complicated thought, but also simple. Hope looks confused. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nash would just sort of wait for Stanley to have his moment. I mean, I assume he's being, is he being kind of surrounded by people and they're all... Yeah, so Stanley, like, there's a circle of people, of elves around him that have come just to gaze upon him, be near him. Uh, At a certain point, you're overwhelmed, so I don't know if you're able to respond right away. Um, The experience was jarring. You received interesting omen from Sumar Slanar during your time in the cocoon. I would say Stanley in the moment would be caught up in that, but um, you regain your composure very quickly, as is your way. And uh, But they don't seem to be wanting to leave you alone anytime soon. Do you do, you do anything with the adulation? Um, Stanley would just be kind of, you know, like somebody caught off by a, a field of reporters asking questions, like kind of just muttering his way through it a little bit, answering the questions that are easy, you know, uh, how, how do you feel? Uh, okay. I'm, I'm doing okay. You know, like the, the simple ones, ignoring the ones that are more complicated and maybe kind of trying to get a beat on where his friends are to start maybe cutting through the group of elves. You peer through the group and look behind you to the left and see that you're, your companions are there, you know, maybe arms crossed waiting for you. Varel arms crossed, foot tapping, <laughs> something like that. And uh, then Stanley would very, you know, kind of give the nod and like, okay, I got to and just start kind of easing his way through the crowd right. to get over to them. Yeah. And Amantha Lodar would turn to the people and say, I understand you all have many questions, but we must allow the Seleli Prime time to adjust to his new form and his new responsibilities, please. And the elves very politely and quickly obey. They bow to you and they um, their eyes, it's not that they say so much, is that their eyes are glowing towards you in a way that they didn't previously. They're glowing with pride, admiration, wonder, happiness, if you can even dare the word. In spite of the fact that you know, in your mind, you remember maybe something that your group did that brought down the entirety of Elhandar that seems to be not on the faces of any of the elves as they look to you with um, hope and, and, and pride. So with them moving out of the way, um, you know, Valir would kind of move forward. And once he sees his friends as he approaches them, Kind of the the majestic nature of his appearance change softens a little bit. It doesn't go away, but it, as if the magical nature that creates it is turned down just subtly, and he begins to look a little bit more like 
how you would have seen him in the past. And like it softens. Light, like a light dimmer? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just turns down the dimmer on the... Uh, well, on, I mean, we ma- played with it earlier. Yeah, the majesty. <laughs> the majesty <laughs> dimmer. The little okay. slider goes down a little bit as he rejoins you all. I'm explaining to Nash as you approach about sentence enhancers, such as Doth and Thou. Hope is looking more and more confused uh, by the minute. Uh, Nash is super into this conversation. I would love to be hearing this from Varel. Even though I kind of know. <laughs> I just think it's great that the lizard man is telling me these things about conversations. It would sufficiently distract me from the fact that Stanley's taking his time or, you know, getting a tongue washed Dave, by his people. You're not impatient right now? No. All right. All right. Um, the one thing you do notice as Stanley approaches is by his side, behind him, is a young elf, young elf woman, probably older than Stanley nonetheless, um, with a spear in hand and uh, more ornate black garb than most of the Elhendari elves. Um, long flowing blonde hair, elven ears, fair, very fair, um, straggling behind him was introduced as the, uh, sorry, <laughs> why did I give it a comp, uh, the Belili Kuhn, um, assigned to the Salili Prime. That's a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, standing directly behind, behind him. Well, that was a bit unexpected. Um, we should probably all get going. Uh, before we do, this is... Uh, I'm sorry, how do you say your name again? You, Union Wheel. Alright, do you have like a short name that you go by when, you know, for... Like if, we need, if we're in a battle, that's a lot to say. It takes a lot of time. Is there a way we can shorten it up a little bit? You can call me Yun or Yon. <laughs> what about wheels? Uh, she looks over to you with a disapproving look. Okay, we're not going to go with that. Have this this is Yun, and she's going to be uh, accompanying us. She's, uh, I, I guess, apparently as part of the station, comes as a bit of a bodyguard. And she bows before Related everyone. to Tungsten in any way? Uh, as a matter of fact, she is. Um, she was his... Niece. 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 That's right. I say... Go ahead, Vera. I say we inspect her for radios and sandwiches. <laughs> she can't be trusted. <laughs> Probably a good idea. What do you say, Union? <laughs> Union. That's what Please, I said. Sir. Literally, um, literally she, what she, I said. she looks to the um, Silly Prime for guidance on this. You get the sense that an inspection of this nature is not something from her face, not something that she's going to want to do, but you are her Silly Prime. Do you have any sandwiches on you? <laughs> I do not. Do you have any radios? I do not have a radio. Varel, would you... Did Varel want to do the inspection? Or is this good enough? I... Th- you know, I think she just got this job. She just got this gig. Let's maybe not... 
let's maybe not go full distrust right out of the gate until we have maybe a reason to do so. Hmm. If I may, Salali Prime, speak freely. Uh, of course, yes. Uh, my understanding is that you're to find my uncle, Tungsten. Is that true? Uh, that's correct. Then I, I must tell you that I'm somewhat compromised in my position as the Balalikun. For I wish to find him, but that cannot be my priority. My priority must be to protect the Sileli Prime. Well, I think the good news is right now, finding your uncle is our priority. So, ergo vis-a-vis -vis, it is your priority as well. If there's anything I can do to help, I will do it. But it is because I am your Balele Kuhn. Well, I mean, you can call it whatever you wish, but our goal is to find him. So any and all aid you can help in that regard is also helping uh, us and myself specifically. Very well. I have, I have no clue or no indications as to his whereabouts, but I know his character. Perhaps if something occurs and you have to guess what decision he might have made. I would be honored to be consulted. Well, in that regard, we actually have a bit of a hint as to where to go next. We have some coordinates that uh, he included on uh, a message that he sent. And I think it might be worth checking out. Um, he sent a message? He did. Uh, he also mentioned that he was at... Somewhere in my notes, maybe I wrote this down. You want to some help? <laughs> drew a lot of pictures. <laughs> yeah, what's the place? Um, so you said he said he was last seen at, or he sent his last belly last rock. belly rock. Yeah. I found it. These notes take a little while, but I found it. It's all right. I I can commiserate. And, <laughs> my Google Drive is a disaster zone of word documents. Uh, he sent a message from Blast Belly Rock. And that message also included coordinates. Unclear if those coordinates are to Blast Belly Rock itself or if it is to uh, a second place. But either way, those are the two leads that we have. And if I may ask, was it to Dungle Star that he wrote this message? Uh, yes, I believe it was. Okay. Then we can be assured they are true. My uncle has loved Dunglestar for as long as I can remember. The two have been pair bonded, soulmates. Did you say hair hair bonded? Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> that's fine. Says <laughs> a, a non-Nash character, just a random guy shows up listening to the conversation. What? Scott or, Scott or Nash? <laughs> I don't know. That could have gone either way, but uh, hair bonded. That's... We finally found uh, John Scottson or whatever his name. No. Sorry, I said hair bonded with a P, not hair bonded with an H. Oh, I'm pair. Not sure. 
like P P is uh, okay. There okay. we go. We've got to the root of it. Air bonded is weird for sure. <laughs> Scott's picturing some Avatar. Movies. Yeah, yeah, like those Avatar. Yeah, Pandora now. Yeah. Pear bonded pear. I got it. As an apple, apples and pears and oranges and kiwi. <laughs> okay, so um, it, what would you like to do next, players? I mean, I guess the next step is to head out, unless there's anything anybody wants to do before we go. How long is our journey? Uh, I have no idea. They named me captain of the ship, but I actually know very little about piloting the ship, just to be... <laughs> 100% up front with all of you. I don't actually know much about it, but that's what the crew's for, and we can check with them. Um, I guess I should actually just check with uh, Amantha Lodar, make sure it's actually okay for me to leave. Hmm. I'm sure it'll be fine. Where is he? Uh, Amantha Lodar around. As people file out, he's still in the area. He'll, he, him and Admiral Chrysorius will likely be last to leave as part of ceremony, so he's there. He sees you that. looking for... Oh. Uh, sorry, does, does does Wheel stick around, or does he, or does she go with uh, Stanley? She stands near Stanley, so if Stanley goes, she goes. Okay. Unless directed, I, I'm just you know. I think I think Stanley has to have this conversation at some point with his personal guard. All right, I'm gonna be right back. I'm gonna go just talk to the high elf, and uh, if there's anything else we need to do, you all. Just let me know when I get back. I'll be one more. Stanley goes off to snag High Elf and Mantha Loda. High Elf looks up to you from his chair. Selele Prime, he says. And uh, now, you know, the appearance goes back to uh, Radiant. No longer around (laughs) his friend. Oh, off the High Elf here. Okay. Well, you know, he's around the people now. He's got to put on the show. Very good. Um, And in in Elvish, he says... uh, Hi, Alpha Lodar. I need to ask you. We have to get going on this mission, um, as you know. But uh, with my new station, is it actually okay for me to be leaving? Can you oversee things in my absence? I'm honored for you to ask. As spiritual leader of our people, and with much experience, I would hope that I could help shoulder the burden of leadership for you. But as the Salele Prime, your command is our will now. I imagine it might be an adjustment period for someone who has just learned of our traditions and with already an important mission capturing the fullness of his attention anyways. You may come and go as you please. Not the kind to delegate on matters of importance like this. So if you would take over in my stead, I will do everything I can to ensure the mission is successful. It is my honor, Selele. He bows in his chair to you. Which is strange because he always seemed to you as the regal leader and you as the desert scrub. And for his demeanor towards you to change so completely... Um, does strike you. And uh, Valir gives a little nod and bow and turns and goes back to his friends. 
Okay. So you return to you and you and Yoon return to your friends, and uh, you know the 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 room begins to empty out further, and it becomes quiet. And there's this the sound of the jungle that surrounds you starts to rise into your ears. The serene, beautiful wilderness of Mars. All right. Well, as far as I'm concerned, we're good. Stanley gives a thumbs up. Uh, yeah, I've <clears throat> I've said my goodbyes, which I think I pretty much did. Uh, they were yeah. Kind of I mean, it would have happened goodbyes. out of game, but yeah. if you wanted to swing by one more time, and no, I'm good. <laughs> well, we're good. Yeah, right. can't take any more of you know pressure. Cash hasn't been the most attentive family man <laughs> before. Why would he begin to be now? <laughs> Anything else would just be elongated and emotional and you know I'll miss them but they're in good hands I'll be alright alright Varel and Hope any business left to conduct while on planet not on planet Hope will be anxious to get back to the ship to look at food stores and figure out the fuel situation if there hmm. she might even try and you know she'll try and talk to Stanley's dad or She'll talk to the uncle first, and if the uncle doesn't know, she'll talk to Stanley's dad. Okay. And I am going to make sure that the journey isn't too long and we require sleep arrangements, in which case I will add dirt to a room in the boat. All right, so we're thinking of... Okay, cool. So Varel announces this and walks off to immediately begin doing this. The rest of the party would... Well, everyone, you'd have to get back into the speeder, uh, the, the vehicle that you, you were wheeling around in with your driver. The driver takes you back to the airship, which is in the field near um, where the main settlements, uh, like the tents and huts are put up. Oh, yeah. And we have a new doctor as well, right? right. Assistant Twaddle. doctor. Yeah. yeah. Twaddle's in there with you. He was waiting in the vehicle. Um, so you guys make your way to the ship. Twaddle gets out, gets into the ship. Pharrell goes off to get sand to haul into the ship. And Hope uh, climbs aboard the ship to speak with uh, Uncle Sever um, to talk about fuel and, and things of that nature. Hope, you will learn upon speaking with Uncle Sever that the ship doesn't require fuel. It's powered on uh, fey energy <laughs> uh, imbued in the wood of the ship. So there, there are no fuel needs here. Cool. So uh, it's limitless or do breaks between jumps have to happen? Well, it could pretend. Um, so breaks between jumps don't have to happen. Well, do you know about jumps yet? I, I guess you've, you haven't. We really came to Mars, so that's yeah. So you went at a high jump, speed, but. but you haven't done jumps yet. So oh, okay. So you wouldn't have seen that um, yet. Maybe you wouldn't know to ask about that quite yet. But we'll, we'll get there. Um, the um, what was I going to say? Uh, but the fuel situation is such that it's powered by the life force of the elf. So if that becomes compromised, the power of the ship also dies with it. So and then it's just a boat in space. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, so that's the fuel question. The ration question, uh, there is a ghost cook. Um, if you look at your the character sheet or the list of dramatis personae, what do you say? Um, there is a striker, metal smong arlesior just known as Mung. He's the um, chief uh, food supply guy, as well as Chef Durgonzola Mamsey. So there's an onboard cook to make food, and there are rations, like little squares wrapped in leaf 
that would open up, open up into a delicious steaming meal of, you know, um, lamb or, or, or mutton and grain and vegetable. So um, you can take as many rations as you like. They're well provisioned as this whole ship's purpose was this journey. So the, um, either one of those uh, ghost elves aboard the ship will be able to uh, outfit you with food. And I recommend you, if you're in your character sheets now, you can go ahead and add rations to your sheets. Uh, if you feel like responsibly doing so, you can add as many as you can carry if you want. They have a lot for you guys. Um, so Stanley, as you uh, go to leave, um, some some have heard that you are departing in your journey within the village. So some elves and various others may have gathered to watch the ship depart. And um, Admiral Cresorius has also made his way to the area for a send-off. Um, now, scanning throughout the crowd, mostly comprised of elves, you do see some tieflings, some various other races that you might recognize to be potential potential expats from the Liberator's Force, as well as a lizard folk or two, just there out of the sheer curiosity of these weird softling people. Um, sort of just in a semicircle, not quite a semicircle, maybe just like a, a quarter circle crowd near the boat, just to watch it depart. Uh, so it's not without ceremony. Your your departure and arrival is not some benign thing that everyone's ignoring. It's a really, you know, it's a big deal. And people are around. Um, in the crowd, though, Stanley, you do have a sense of, you don't see her, but you can feel her, or it's like you saw her, but Emmanuel uh, is there to see you depart as well. As you get that feeling, Varel walks by you with a giant pile of sand over his shoulder. Which room is mine? I I suppose whichever room you decide to put sand in. Excellent. And I head downstairs. (laughs) (laughs) Might not be a good idea. (laughs) So the quarters, uh, I've switched in the roll 20 to the map of the ship here. Um, So the captain has his quarters and pretty much that bottom floor. I didn't really put beds uh, there, but in the crew quarters is pretty much where you can stay down below, where the, the gorgeous, gorgeous Georges is. He's the cabin boy. And I'll try and get some sand. And did I, <laughs> oh, I, I might have moved there, but I, oh no, I didn't move you guys there. It's on the far right. I don't have sand. When I type in sand, pictures of sharks come up because of sand sharks. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. But, um, how do I not have sand? I've spent like $100 in World 20. My understanding is that it's rough and coarse and gets everywhere. Yeah. That's true. I'll I don't see image search the sand. I don't see Nash in there. Where is he? He's in the captain's quarters right now. Oh. Yeah, you guys, oh, yes. you, you guys were in. Yeah, you guys had your private convo last time there. So everyone's just kind of where they were. All right. So the far right's where we need to be? It's wherever you want. Uh, it's just uh, for visual. I'm just showing Kyle where um, where oh. his he can put his uh, gotcha. sand. <laughs> I'll tell <laughs> where Kyle where he can put sand. sand. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm getting a picture from the NASA rover. There you go. Perfect. Uh, yep. Even Martian sand. Exactly. All right. So, um, any anything else you guys want to get up to uh, before departing? Any any conversations you want to have? 
Oh, uh, Nobieri, or Hope would want to talk to Nobieri to see if he'd found anything out about the hand. Oh, right. Okay. Um, interesting question. I need a minute. Was not a question I was expecting. I forgot completely about that. Um, all right, so you would have a conversation with Nobieri. So you'd have to go into the tents to find him. He wasn't there to see you depart. He saw you at the war council, right? So, um, so you move through the tents to where the tieflings are staying. Modest accommodations. They're they're bunking together, several in a in a tent. At Nobieri is in one on his own, considering a book. And when did, did you ask this last week, or was this like before? Like, is this an old open question? So I'm, I'm having, I'm drawing a blank on what exactly was asked. I want to say on El Handar, she requested that he research what he could about the hand. Right. When she had just gotten back. Okay, so uh, you you come to see him, and he goes. Hope. It is good to see you one last time before you depart. Uh, you as well. Um, thanks for watching, everyone. With any luck, this will end. And things can go back. Um, before, before I go, I wanted to find out if you'd found anything about the hand. There's a chance... Um, we'll be going to the place where the eyeball is, and I'm not quite sure what to do. I did not find much, but in my research, I did come across an interesting tale. There was a powerful wizard that took many armies to destroy, and it is rumored that his artifacts were preserved in some way. It was not clear in what way, but given what you have told me about this hand, is it possible it belonged to some sort of mage or wizard or something worse? A man, but beyond the dead. Yeah, it's a hooded figure, as far as I can tell. It talks like a human. One must beware of such artifacts, especially where it concerns wizards. It is possible for their life essence to be contained within the item. And should you disagree with it, you could find it that you could find that you become its thrall rather than its master. Uh, yeah. Um, is there a way to destroy it? It depends upon the magic protecting it. Some magical items can be destroyed with simple incantations. Others require great magics. For this specific one, given its power and its intellect, 
I do not know that it will be an easy thing to do. Beyond my capability. Yeah, no, I didn't expect it to be. Okay, thank you. I'll keep looking into it. One thought. If it produces some sort of arcane explosion, removing it after a fashion using the science of Earth, if you can place your arm in a strong enough container and simply cut it, If there was to be a backlash, you would be safe from it. Some sort of impenetrable field, lead shielding of some kind, something thick and strong might contain the blast. If it's placed at the arm, sort of points here, or implying to like stick your hand into like some sort of really strong chamber, and if there is to be an explosion from it, it could possibly be contained inside something strong enough, uh, for example, if there was to be a consequence like that. Cool. Uh, I hope we'll take a deep breath, just kind of look at the ground, weighing her options. All right. And uh, are, are we good, or do we need a bit of time? We can take a... No, sorry, they were, get, they were okay. getting a muffin from the kitchen, but he, mm, he mm. likes the word muffin, so he's just saying muffin <laughs> again and again and again. Um, <laughs> so she's looking at the ground, weighing her options, and then she'll look up at Nobieri, and she'll look... She'll say I'm sorry as best she can with her eyes, and then she'll hug him. And she oh. says, I'll be back, and I'll fix this. For this time, the right way. And then she'll let go, and she'll leave. All right. He leaves you without a word. He's in shock about the display of affection from his queen. It's very unusual. But it's not not taken badly or anything. Just, you know, you know, it's, it's like the Pope comes and gives you a hug. You're like, what just happened? Right? It's kind of like that. The sexy Pope of Final Fantasy fourteen. I mean. Right. <laughs> Starts uh, dancing on the elven steps. Yeah. You're like, why he hugged me? He's not supposed to do that. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, yeah. Okay. So you have that conversation with him. You learn that there might be an option involving either technical ingenuity or powerful magics to possibly remove this. Um, okay. So Sand is aboard the ship. Uh, I never uploaded it, so it technically isn't. Or no, it is now. Uh, Kyle, I'm putting the sand right over here. <laughs> that that looked good to you. Excellent. Uh, what was the the ogre on board? Was that that's Captain gorgeous, Boy gorgeous. Joe? So he is a ghost ogre. Um, <laughs> he he and he is half ogre, half something else. Clearly not human. Is one big eye and a tongue that sticks out, and he just says, "Gorgeous." Right. <laughs> so he I'll, looks I'll at you in. when you come in, and he goes, "Gorgeous." Wow. Is this your room, Georges? Georges? Okay. I will find elsewhere. Georges, Georges. Uh, right, and right. He, he motions to the ground, Georges, to put the sand down. Uh, Georges, could you start the ship for me? Georges. Hmm. I must know if my sand will vibrate here. 
In which case, I will construct some sort of hanging mechanism. George's? Doesn't seem yeah. to understand some of what you said. Ship, but like a like an automobile. If it vibrates, the sand will be most mm, uncomfortable. George's. George's. Yes. Yes. George's. So fetch your ghostly master, George's, and have him start the ship for me. He puts a finger in his mouth and gone. George's! And then he, he leaves the he flies through the wall of the, the ship. Okay. <laughs> Is anyone else in here who possesses faculties greater than George's? Um, Where's one of Bok the, uh, Is Bok Bok around? <laughs> no, Bok Bok's gone back to Earth. Okay. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah. Uh, so the room is... I know... Well, okay. I placed deckhands in here. We'll say there a ghost uh, pokes his head in through the wall and goes, Hello, is this something I can help you with? Yes, I must know if the ship vibrates when it flies. Mm, might be a bit. It's a pretty smooth ride, all things considering. Fine. Do you have a, a tub, perhaps? A tub? Mm. How about a barrel? A barrel? <laughs> what is the dimension of this barrel? <laughs> I don't really know the whole inches of a thing, but I imagine it will hold your sand quite well. We have two if you need two. It must hold me as well as the uh, sand. Why don't we cut the barrel in half and then make it into a bath, barrel bath? Excellent idea. What is your name, sir? Um, my, my name is, um, shit, Deckhand. <laughs> shit, Deckhand. Deckhand. <laughs> I no, no, not shit, Deckhand. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking about something else. <laughs> Too late. You don't get a name the that name good. Shift, 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 Deckhand. Shift. Shitty Deck. Shift. Please, sir. My name is Shift. Uh, fine. Shift. You shift. are my favorite. No T. So no T. <laughs> Just Shift. <laughs> <laughs> I'm attempting to flatter you with your intelligence, Shift. <laughs> Right. I, fetch me this barrel with your ghostly ways. All right, we'll get you a barrel. Oi! The lizard wants a barrel! And he goes to the wall. And then um, you hear a knock on the door. Yeah. Yes? It's <laughs> <laughs> Schiff. I need you to open the door. The barrel's not <laughs> ethereal like I am. Of course. <laughs> I go open the door. You open the door and shift fl comes floating in with one barrel and another deckhand behind him brings in another barrel. And shift. then... Right. Oh. <laughs> Pardon my... Um, <laughs> confusion in your ethereal nature. Right. Why could you lift the barrel and not open the door? It's of the ship. The ship's enchanted with um, magical fair energy, so the ghosts aboard can manipulate the items in the ship, but we can also fly through the walls. We can't have it both ways, if you know what I mean. That's fine. Um, wait, are you able to cook? Mm, no, Chef Rat. I'd leave it to Chef Mamsie. No, I'd, like, I'd, I'd, I'd screw up an egg. Is, is, the, is the egg a part of the ship? 
<laughs> well, an egg would be an egg. It's not part of a ship. It's not a ghost egg, if that's what you're worried about. There's no nutrients in a ghost egg. <laughs> we shall discuss the haunting of eggs later. <laughs> Does the cook require material hands to cut the food, or is the food also enchanted? No, so... Oh, I see what you mean. It's it's magic, uh, Mr. Vorel. It, it, aboard the ship, we can perform the functions of a ship as if we were physical beings, but seeing as how we're ghosts, um, we couldn't do it outside of the ship. In fact, we can't leave the ship. We're tied to it. I so see. So I can make you an egg if you wanted. I, d I don't recommend it. But I couldn't make an egg out there on the Mars. Right. Fetch me a saw, then, Shifty, and we shall splice my barrel and prepare my bath. Right. Um, he, and he, le he quickly leaves to the wall and, and then comes in through the door with the saw and then brings you a handsaw. Thank I can help. Much. I don't mind doing it. That's what I'm here for. I, I appreciate that. Could you... Does the large one live in this room as well? Well... We don't live anywhere, per se. We're not alive. Oh, dear. But we won't invade your privacy if you're in here doing your own business. Um, <laughs> we're under orders not to disturb the living. Good enough. Right, so if, if I'm somewhere, another elf is somewhere, just say, excuse me, I have some living things to do, and we'll go away. Unless ah, it's to operate the boat. I see. Yeah. Your safety's our priority. Then let me warn you now. Your captain, Stanley Billings. He does a lot of living, if you will. <laughs> Wait, he has what? since acquired a new uh, companion. What's that supposed to be and do a lot of living? Oh, a companion. Yes, he's very fervent, fertile. You mean he, he enjoys relieving himself of stress. Ah, it looks shift looks forlorn. <laughs> oh, I remember Aww. that. I've been on this boat too long. Ah, so. Good for him. Care your floaty ways of proceeding upwards or sideways. Right. If you need anything else, you just call for shift. Yeah, Actually, one call more. for George's. That's what he's there for. But one more he, thing. Oh. That Nash. Right. Supply a bucket nearby. <laughs> you want me to fetch a bucket? Yes, All right. Wherever he stays, prepare a bucket. For if you do not, a treasure chest will do. <laughs> Anything will do in a moment for that Nash. You must be ready. <laughs> if, I, if I understand correctly, you want me to get some buckets, right? Nash on them and then put them throughout the boat. So it's for him. That might be well advised. How many buckets? Oh dear, how many buckets do you have? <laughs> we got a lot, surprisingly enough. We're, re we're well stocked for this voyage. We shall convene again. For now, fetch one bucket and prepare it at his sleeping quarters. But, should the cook fail the cooking of the meals, we will prepare many buckets. Right. <laughs> so the ghost, right, I'll get it. And the ghost goes out through the wall, comes into the open door with the bucket, and places it 
in a sofa near, well, bed, rather, where you are. You'll be in the same room. Excellent, excellent. I will bring this to Nash forthwith. Right. Well then, Mr. Vorel, anything else I can do for you? No, I must saw. Right. All right. Good day. And he, he floats to the wall. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So outside, uh, you are saying goodbye to the crowd. Uh, you know, maybe, I don't know if you're doing the, the queen wave or whatever, but people are there to see you depart. Um, uh, Varel has taken the last of his sand. Nash, I imagine you're just like already in the boat. You're, you're there. Yeah, I'm ready to go. All right, Hope has come, come back from seeing uh, Nobieri and is clambering aboard. And uh, Admiral Chrysorius turns to you, Solele Prime, and says, uh, Good luck on your journey. Please come back with what we need. For if you don't, there's no hope for any of us. Well, it's that or don't come back at all. And I have every intention of coming back. The Elhendari are not one for prayer, but we, our thoughts and prayers will be with you in whatever form that means. There'll be many therapies. Thank you, General. Until I get back, keep them safe. Mm. May your psyche be with you. Having never heard that before, (laughs) (laughs) Stanley just goes, and with you. (laughs) All right. And uh, with that, you climb aboard and look out on the crowd, and Uncle Sever pops his head over. He's like, Oi! Nephew, you ready to depart? We've been here all day. I'm getting anxious. Let's get going. Time to get on the road. Or the space, we should say. And uh, Valera will look around, see hope. I hope you think you can uh, eyes on the ship business again. I'm just not exactly picking it up. Yeah, no, I'll learn. And I hope we'll start whacking up to where the steering wheel would be. Stanley will go with mostly. Uh, I mean, he he is trying. Stanley is making an effort to learn how to pilot the ship, but he continues to ask Hope to be there because Uncle Sever sort of de- detects this, uh, and he says. Alright, as captain, you don't have to know how to pilot the ship. You just gotta tell people where you want to go. Tell them what to do. Don't well, worry yourself so much about it. You've got hope, and you've got... Sure. Uh, I, un- I understand, but I mean, I should have a basic, at least fundamental... Let me let me have this. Let me just stand here and look like I'm taking it all in. Alright, so you stand there and stare at the machinery. <laughs> and... and- <laughs> You know, you see you see typewriter but style buttons. You see gears and mechanical things. You see the apparatus through which, and at like an an illusion or projection might spew forth to show information, but you don't really know exactly how it gets turned on. So it looks like it looks cool. Hopeful, lean over and whisper. Just nod like you know what you're looking at. And Stanley just starts nodding and mm. just hand on the chin and hmm. Right, Fulton's well, arms and looks very, you know, official. Like yes. that's great. Mm, right. Well, this is to be the first major voyage of the Fate Six. It's a auspicious, important affair. However, we need adding. So, Captain Billings, what will it be? Where are we going? You prefer Captain Billings or Captain One Off? Captain uh, One Off. 
don't do or, Captain or, One-Off. Or Noth. Yeah, it's, I know, I know, not. but it sounds like Captain One-Off, and I'm just saying you probably shouldn't do Captain One-Off. Onoff. Captain Onoff. <laughs> Problem is, is his accent, Nash. It's, uh, it it's true, my- I've got a bit of a accent from the underbelly of Elahendar where the ship docks are. We speak a bit different there. Nice. We don't enunciate like the ones up above. Look, I'm not one to throw stones when it comes to accents, so uh, you know, let's just all cut everybody a little bit of slack. Captain, for now, is fine. We don't have to throw names around. Well, but what if there's another captain? How will I know which captain we're speaking to if uh, we're parlaying with another boat? You can uh, try. Can you say Valir? Valir. Okay, that sounds fine. Captain Valir will work just fine. A first name? Well, okay. You're the captain. We'll do what you ask. Look, captain in the Valir. case of two captains, not no, not right now, there's only one captain on the ship. In the case I'm, of a, I'm sorry, a second nephew. captain, then we'll do that. <laughs> I'm sorry, nephew. I know I'm your first mate, but I'm also your uncle, and I'm trying to guide you. I know we just met, but I feel like there's lots of information I can give to you about life. It would be helpful. I'm just trying to guide you on the right path. Sorry if I'm overstepping my boundaries. No, 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 no. You're fine. It's fine. It's fine. Nephew's fine. We, can, you know, I like to keep a casual uh, ship. Right, generally. but the other the other shipmates can't be calling you Captain Nephew. <laughs> no, no. As I am your nephew, you're the only one that would be calling me that. Yes. One of the one of the pirate ship goes. So we didn't call him Captain Nephew then. Mm. No. Captain Nephew! <laughs> and it starts to echo throughout the ship. Can we do a broadcast to the entire <laughs> ship and just make it really clear that Captain is fine and it just needs to be Captain, except in the rare occurrence where there's a second <laughs> Captain and then it can be Captain Valir if you're in a situation where you feel you need to identify which Captain you're speaking to. All right, sounds like a, a well thought out plan. And, and yeah. Uncle Sever turns to him and says, "All right, Captain's got something to say to y'all." All right, Captain Valia. Oh, Captain, excuse me. You can tell him. And then the ghosts all sort of float up from the floors below and from the various parts and assemble on the deck below. Below, below you, you're on the upper part of the deck towards the back where the helm is, and all the elves have assembled. They're ready for broadcasting. Oh. Well, this has gotten a lot more formal than I intended. All right, everybody, this is going to be our maiden voyage. You're still getting to know me. I'm still getting to know you. Uh, It's come to my attention that people want to know what the correct title and name is for everything. We're going to keep it somewhat casual on the ship. Please simply refer to me as Captain. That is enough. We don't have to throw a name attached to it. (laughs) One of the elves from the back speaks up and says, What of these two captains? What do well, we call him? You know what? That's a good question. It's been brought up. In the case that there are two captains on the ship, and you find yourself in a situation where both me and the other captain are in the same place at the same time, then it would be Captain Valir to indicate me. However, if there is a second captain on the ship and we're nowhere near each other and you come up to me, you can still just say captain and I know you will be talking about me. Right. Understood, says one of the other people in there. Well, good. This was easy. This was a great first. Let's let's go. Let's do it. Everybody's doing a fantastic job, by the way. 
Oi, you scallywags. Show your captain some love. And then I'll go, Huzzah, captain! And they all kind of look around. They're not sure whether to say Captain Valier or Captain, but they, they they just go with Captain. Huzzah, Captain! We, we've accomplished a lot here today. All right, very good. Now back to work, you dogs. And then the, all the ghosts, the elves, get fly through the floorboards in various places to go back to ship, ship working, whatever, boat handling. All right, then. So have we got a destination in mind, or do you want to decide in the air? Um, are we going to, uh... Well, we have two options. Do you know where Blastbelly Rock is? Never heard of it, says your Great. Uncle. That really just nails it on what we're going to be doing. I have coordinates here, uh, and we're going to be going to these coordinates. And I'll supply the yeah, coordinates looks at that your we're paper, on the paper. Might take the paper. Yes. All right. And then he's going to give it to the... Um, now, he's about to hand it, Hope, to... Uh, let me get the character sheet. Who is the helmsman? Uh, Crooked Handrow. He's about to hand it to Crooked Handrow, who's... Uh, he's actually got one Crooked Ghost hand and one normal hand. Um, but he's, an otherwise, he's otherwise a, a, a you know, ghost elf. Elhandari elf. Um, however, if you wanted to take it or do something that would be opportunity, you can let Crooked Handrow do the deal. Uh, she won't take the paper, but she'll ask Crooked Hand to... Um, show her how to input the coordinates. Okay, perfect. All right, so Crooked Hand brings you to the helm, and, and, and now the coordinates appear in el- like an Elvish script. So, uh, do you read Elvish or Sylvan by chance? Not a lick of it. All right. So Cro- Crooked Hand Rose, like, all right. So it's an Elven, but you don't well, be able to read an Elven. It could be in any language. What is this? Is a series of numbers. Right, and when we input things into this console over here, it's to make sure we don't run into any asteroids or planetary or astral bodies or dead gods that might be hanging about in the void. Um, so these coordinates are very important. You don't want to travel in through rift space without them, because you could crash into something or die or turn into a, a giant piece of toast. So, so never rule one. Never travel through rift space without coordinates. Understood? Yeah. All right. So, if you've got the numbers here, what you do is on this typewriter, you push this hand crank. He turns his hand crank, and then he starts punching in the numbers. And as he punches in the numbers, um, uh, light like a magical illusion spews forth from the contraption, and you see the numbers start to appear. And like each number goes. It's like this typewriter. It's all chunky and gears are moving. And then as he punches it, and then once you're done, you push this button here. And then he pushes like this larger button to the side. And then it basically, the illusion turns into a, a map of the stars. And if you refer to roll 20, you'll see this map is what is projected over... Um, uh, you've seen this before, but <laughs> the planet Nash... Uh, retouch <clears throat> you see the um you see the map of uh you know space essentially above you as an illusion floating in 3d like this was an episode of the expanse or something um now i am going to add new coordinates to the place here 
Oh, were we going to go to Planet Nash first? Or did we? We didn't have to do that. Didn't have to. Um, I don't think, I did we? I completely forgot that we were going to take Angela Ashy back to Planet Nash so she could try and rally Nash's. We're actually oh. missing some... Yeah, we did yeah, do that. Yeah, she was requesting that, wasn't she? I forgot we were going to do that till I saw that giant, glorious Planet Nash tower. It just popped up in my head after that. Well, Tony's being real weird for me. Well, you know, it's you, yeah, it's up to you. You haven't left yet, so you can decide where to go. All right, real quick re- rewind. Uh, Angela Ashing and the kids are on the ship. Okay. <laughs> See, that's why I wasn't all worked up. You know? I knew okay. they were... <laughs> I knew they were coming. It's all good. All right. So my map got somewhat destroyed for no reason. Well, you have time because now we're going to Planet Nash instead. It's yeah, no, but really like the, the Earth planet's missing. Like all my, all my all my planets are missing, man. Oh, what happened, Roll Twenty? I see. I see Earth. Oh, maybe it's just me then. Maybe I'm I run out of memory or something. It's right next to Mars. Roll Twenty's glitching for me, so maybe we're having the same problem. Yeah, maybe we're having. Okay, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna relaunch because I also put lines and stuff in there. Not that it's the biggest deal, but just vaguely irritating. Yeah, I do <laughs> see the green lines. I'm just gonna yeah, relaunch. Anyways, you should see me now. Be seeing Blast Belly Rock, uh, at least the text for it. <laughs> yeah. So, so in the Planet Nash tower thing on there for the chat's benefit. There uh, we go. All right, a, everything's back to normal. I just relaunched. You're good. Okay. Good. Uh, so Blast Billy Rock and, oh, and let me go to so you, know, you see towards the bottom is Black, <coughs> Blast Billy Rock and the line pointing towards it okay perfect and there's Planet Nash so uh, getting back to what you guys were saying you did have a conversation about wanting to bring Angela Ashy to Planet Nash potentially yeah so we're just she's just aboard <laughs> Yeah, we. All right, so I don't so know I, if we need to go back and role play. Wait, we all no, need no, to get off. This the is ship how we'll do it. All of that. Angela yeah. actually uh, climbs aboard. She's got like uh, this really great um, like tool pouch now that the Elhendari elves have given her, so the babies can transform into fork, um, boot, fork, boots. So boots tied to her belt. Fork is there. Knife is there's no, there's no knife. There's no fork. Knife. Pipe. 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 <laughs> yeah, and and Nash, Nash Junior. She's carrying like a regular baby. Yeah. <laughs> Have we ever established what Nash Junior turns into? No, because we because Nash Junior hasn't transformed yet. Oh, I, maybe Nash. Well, no, I, but I thought it was only objects inside of her at the time. Oh, wait. Yeah, what was Wasn't the other it? object? Was there? Well, I have to look at my notes. Do you not? You're the father. Do uh, you no, not I know. I don't remember. Like? I, I <laughs> thought Nash Junior was the one that we didn't know what it's transformative power was yet if any I th- but that's maybe I'm remembering it wrong I highly um, doubt I wrote all I know is that Nash Jr. is the only girl of the group I yeah. think yeah yeah <laughs> that's yeah. that's the rest I believe we established that on a bonus show but yeah. it's yeah. uh it is official lore yeah all right so anyways Angela she's carrying Nash Jr. carrying the, the little girl in baby form the rest of them are in the tool pouch. The boot boot is tied to the belt. Right. And she just sort of climbs aboard on the ladder, like just super momming it <laughs> with one hand all the way up the ladder and climbs aboard. And Nash, you kind of look and they're surprised. Oh, am I? And she's okay. like, she's like, Nash, why do you look surprised? Uh, there was some confusion about uh, your role in this thing. And I forgot you were supposed to be here with us. <laughs> we talked about this. Remember? Did, she, did we remember uh, you know and then she she comes closer to you and she brushes uh your hood aside a little bit and puts her hand on your cheek yeah and you remember after 
earlier? Oh. She, she had suggestively. Sure. For a visit. I'll say, sure. And now, now I remember. It's as vivid as it's happening as if, as if it was now. <laughs> <laughs> she, she looks at you flirtatiously. Can you say that? Uh, yeah, I'd say that. Do we have... Do we have any private quarters aboard the boat? She looks around. Oh, I don't know if this is the time for any of that talk. Uh, <laughs> uh, we, we, yeah, they have accomodations for everybody. We're, we're good. And, so where are we going? In front you of the said, children. You, you got them hanging right off your belt there. We gotta be. We can't, we can't be so. Ah, they're young. It's fine. <laughs> they don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I, have, I don't trust boot. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, we're going. We're going to some. Uh, well, we're, we're going to swing by Planet Nash because you're you're going there, right? You're going to do a little. Wait, what? Planet Nash? Yeah. Did I not? Does she not know any of this? I don't think you've had a chance to stop and mention Planet Nash, or you might have just kept a lot of your crazy adventuring to yourself. I would think I can't really know. This is not fresh in mind, so I don't remember exactly when you would have had the private time, but. No, I don't think you've had a chance to really sit down and like catch up on everything. I'm thinking. Well, in that case, also knowing you, you might not have mentioned some stuff. Right. <laughs> in that case, I would probably say, or I'd, I'd give her the full, you know, backstory on on what we know about the place, and that there are more Nashes than me, and there have always been the Nash or whatever we think we don't know, um, and that we need to go there to see if we can track down other Nashes, specifically maybe one or more that can help us in our quest. You poor, poor thing. I can't believe how hard your life is. <laughs> you have a whole... You have many Nashes traveling through time and you're shouldering this burden alone? You haven't uh, told it's me? Fine. It hasn't, it's fine. It's not a big deal. Like, I'm still not even sure it isn't some magic trick, but but yeah, there appear to be... If you know, I didn't know you, I wouldn't believe you. Well, don't, don't fall for any of them there. They're all as good looking as me. <laughs> Oh jeez! Keep it, you know. <laughs> she laughs. She knows it's a joke. She's keep like, it platonic. I can tell my Nash from other Nashes. Don't you worry. Well, some of them might not have kicked their penises under their beds. I'm just saying there might be some. <laughs> there might be some intact Nash. She 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 hugs you close and she says, "Nash, I like you the way you are." Feelings mutual. Let's get you guys comfortable and safe. <laughs> All right. So where do you take her? Um, I uh, who who would get who would I know to be the person to figure out where to take? No, let's let's go back to the boat. So all right, um, we we'll hope we'll get back to the na- navigation in a second. We got a boat issue here. I tried um, to find if I ever wrote down what the other child was, and I only ever found uh, that we called one a child. I only wrote uh, boot, smoking pipe, fork, and child. Yeah, but I think that's right. Yeah. I did find a note that I have no context for that at some point in the history of this campaign, I wrote Nash and then in quotes, finger puppets, Magard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's because he did finger puppets for the children of uh, Hope Tiet Kalaf yeah. in the three months off. Yeah. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. He, he was a big finger puppet guy back in those days. Uh-huh. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he li- <laughs> that was his deal. He was this disgusting mutant human being who liked to delight the children with finger puppets. Yeah. 
Yeah, that way they could, they could, you know, they didn't have to look at me. They just look at the puppets in the little fake little stage. <laughs> I remember, I remember why I wrote it. So no, Nash Jr. does not transform into a finger puppet. That's no, not, hell that's no. Not her tra- I think she's a child. I think the thing is that she's the runt of the group and doesn't transform like the other ones. Yeah, maybe didn't get her magic yeah. side. Just got my maybe maybe whatever. it'll she'll be a late bloomer and get her thing later. Yeah, you never know. All right. Um, okay, so on if you look at the roll twenty map, you'll see that. Where Varel Sand is would generally be the crew quarters. So you were in, you were given the tour, so you understood this to be the place where, you know, it's private on the ship. Apart from Captain Billings's room, which you know you could also, I guess, ask Captain uh, for permission to use that room if you wanted to. It's up to you. You know, it's your choice where you want to put them. Um, no. <laughs> I'm looking at it. Uh, so I can, these are all divided by walls and stuff, right? Like there's privacy. yeah, there's some walls there. Okay. Like there's walls here, right? Right up here. Do you see where I'm blanking? Or is that a lady in there? No, that's the doctor's office. Oh. No, no. There's, so there's two options. There's you can either use the the, the quarters set aside for the for, uh, three of you, yeah. Hope, Varel, and yourself, which uh-huh. is where George's gorgeous is right now. Yeah. Or there's Stanley Billings's <coughs> room, uh, which you get the captain's quarters, which are just exclusively for the captain. Well, I'd want to put them wherever I am. So if, okay. if, if I'm in the sandy zone down here, that's where we'll go. We'll stay there. All right. Perfect. All right. So I'll have to I'll have to make a note to put some tokens in there at some point. I think I have an Angelashi token. But. All I can think of is how this seating or this living arrangement is going to drive Varel crazy. I don't know why. That's all I can think of. She's going to be annoyed with everything. <laughs> All right, so uh, Varel, so you, you, you come downstairs to drop off Angela Ashley and the kids, and you see Varel there with a couple of barrels sawing at a giant mountain of sand in the middle of the room. <laughs> it doesn't look very uh, hospitable at the moment. There's like sawdust in the air from him cutting barrels. And actually, can we get a um, we need a carpentry, carpentry roll from Varel finally. We need to get an actual roll in this D&D game. Um, for his performance <laughs> of the of that, I guess it would be. Is there engineering? I mean, I do. I do have my cunning artisan, which allows me in a short rest to create shields, clubs, javelins, darts, blowgun needles from the materials of slain, slain creatures. But well, I mean, a tree, tree is a slain creature in a way. Yeah, I guess so. If you chop one down, it's a living thing that's no longer living. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, so you know, I, I would allow it. Yeah, I would allow that cunning artistry for for this or if you perceive the the keg as being a, a living thing perhaps that, that you've destroyed excellent um, so, so yeah just for what it would be though what does your cutting artistry use anything or is it just you add to it no no it just says in a short rest but it says using uh, appropriate artisan tools which would be my so it says leather working tools, so we might be able to find like what's a what's a leather working role. Yeah, I don't think there's anything for craftsmanship in terms of skills in five E that I wouldn't have to make myself. I'm just looking at the list here. You know, it's like Yeah. So I think you we'll go with survival, like, basically. It's yeah. a bed, you need bed you need sleep to survive. It's a survival rule. Alright. <laughs> Seventeen plus Oh, seven. I'm good at this. So 24. Yeah. 
All right, so you fashioned a full-on like you you were you took not only have you cut the barrels in half, but you've taken planks off and made like uh, ornate decoration, like a maybe even a little lizard head or something out of out of some of the leftover sticks. Like you've made a full-on uh, beautiful sand bed of these barrels. Nice. So when Nash enters, I'm whittling. Yeah. All right. So Nash enters. Uh, Nash, you enter and you see. Uh, a pile of sand, a bunch of wood everywhere, and like piles of sawdust, and Varel constructing a, a sand bed for himself. Okay, um, I would inform you. I would say, uh, Varel, I know this isn't perfect, but uh, we got Angel Ashy and the kids are here, so we got to have room in here for them. So it shouldn't bother you. You're all good with your sand and your thing over there. But they're just going to be, you know, we'll put them on one of these couch things, and it'll, it'll all be fine. I'm just letting you know. Oh, and then as as you say that, shift pokes his head in to the wall and says, "Oh, hello there! I saw I saw you walking by Nash. I just I just wanted to mention there are beds in the wall." And oh. he moves up to the side of the um, the room, and then there's sort of this latch, and he pulls the latch down, and it pulls a bed out from the wall. Oh, all right. Yeah. I'll say, well, even even better. So you got your dirt floor, and we got our bed. We're good. Well, anyway, I'll be off, and then he goes off. Hard to get much privacy in this place when ghosts can just stick their heads through walls. Yeah, so, and so as you that. say that, uh, gorgeous Georges floats through the wall, a, a giant half ogre, half something else, you don't know what, um, with one eye and a tongue sticking out, and he goes, Gorgeous! Or Georges, I mean. To you, Nash. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, Georges? I would start to conjure a fire bolt in my hand okay just to look intimidating and get him out because like what are you doing in here get out of here all right so you've got a fire bolt in your hand and look intimidating and he's still look, looking at you waiting for you to answer all right you make an intimidation check let's do that all right let's see if he's intimidated 23 better be coaches and then he he, he, he goes floats out of the room (laughs) (laughs) great just as I planned alright well I'll get them Georges will remember that (laughs) I'll get them uh, sorted in there and comfortable and okay so you get them sorted comfortable all that stuff yeah great so we go back to is there anything else you do Nash or can we go back to totally go back um, yeah all right so um, Hope, uh, Crooked Hand Row, who's got a crooked hand and a regular use hand, you know, types types stuff into the keyboard. You see the map, which we were displaying in Roll20. Um, it has a new location in, in it for Blast Belly Rock when Stanley speaks up and says, weren't we going to Planet Nash? Um, at which point you stop and look, and the four of you, Crooked Hand Row, Uncle Sever, Hope, and, and uh, Captain, um, look at each other. And then everyone looks to you, Captain Valir, um, for the answer. Uh, yes, Planet Nash. That's the destination. We're going to go there. Hope's going to mouth, what's Planet Nash? <clears throat> Crooked oh. Row lets out a big sigh. Oh, she went around. I yeah. forgot you didn't go to... Well, this is going to be a real treat. Let me tell you, you're going to... You're going to get to enjoy a whole new kind of nightmare, the likes of which you couldn't even possibly have imagined. Hope's eyes will wide, go wide, with a look that only she and Stanley could share. 
Because me... Varel and Nash don't understand. <laughs> it's called Planet Nash, Hope. It's exactly what you think no. it is. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a cool... Bro, it's cool. Bro, put it in. Oh, go what? ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I don't, I, I don't know what we were both just going... Er, er, er. Now I don't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> All right. So Crooked Hand Row puts in different coordinates this time, and you can uh, recognize the numerals this time around as being, you know, common numbers as he puts them in, and Crooked Hand Row sort of points down. He, there's a little drawer, and he, he pulls out the drawer underneath the thing, and there's this kind of list of common coordinates to places known. There's not many, but the ones you know, Mars, Earth, and one for Planet Nash. There's an entry in there. Um, he says, right, I want you to try typing that in, and that way... You'll have a chance to do it. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. And hope I'll start typing. All right. Let's do a sleight of hand check for your typing skills. Thirteen. Okay. You make a few data entry errors along the way. Nothing too serious. You just have to... He's like, no, you got to start over. and You got to eliminate it, start it over. And eventually you type it incorrectly. You type it correctly. Um, <clears throat> and then on the map, it, it displays. And uh, he's like, right, now pick that button to confirm your selection. And then as you confirm the selection, the Celestial Illusion zooms in on Planet Nash. And you see two asteroids lumped with each other in a tower in the middle. Hope's going to look uh, at Stanley shaking her head. Right. What did I say? You, we're not even there yet. <laughs> and then she'll look back at the image. <laughs> Right, so press that button to lock it in. And then she'll look at Stanley as she presses the button. <laughs> right. Now, we got to take off. We're still on the planet. We were just discussing where to go. So um, we got to do that next. We've got the coordinates locked in, but we can't go anywhere until we get into space. Are you ready to go, Captain? Uh, yes. Uh, everybody who's going to surprisingly show up, I think, has shown up, and uh, we're ready to go. All right, so the first mate turns, uh, your Uncle Sever turns and says, All right, crew, sails away. Get them down. We're taking off. And with that, the crew gets into full motion. Sails come down. And the the ship just very gently begins floating. Um, Varel, your sand vibrates a little bit during the takeoff. Um, as, as you're trying to, you're like trying to saw and the, the ship starts shaking a bit. <laughs> the real question uh, is, do the babies cry? <laughs> oh, we're gonna have we're gonna have a good time. Um, <laughs> I'm sure they do. Uh, so the ship begins taking off, and and I don't know if you go to the side to look over, but the procession down below all wave to their Celele Prime as he leaves for his great adventure, and they all pray that, or you know, for your return, and hope that your psyche is with you um, as the ship floats up. The the jungle becomes smaller and smaller till you see it for the patch of land that it is on Mars, where Mars is remaining, looking a lot like Earth, brown and dusty, and you ascend into the darkness of space. And there you are, stars all around you as far as the eye can see in every direction, and the blackness of space. And the crooked hand road takes you hope and says, all right, now there's the steering wheel. And he, now we want to turn to face the right direction. So if you look at the map, you'll see that planet Nash is in this direction cardinally. And then uh, 
you have to adjust it for verticality as well. So we point because in space there is no down. On the ship there's down, but space is there's no down. There's no up, there's no down, there's no left, there's no right. It's just everywhere. So you gotta point it in the full 360 degree direction. You understand? Uh, in time. Alright, so Mars slowly rotates in this weird way, and the sun rotates, and, and you can sort of see Earth in the distance, very small little red dot. And he moves in a certain direction. He's like, Alright, that's the throttle. When you're ready to go, be very careful. And he shows that it's locked, so he has to actually punch in a little combination. And she says the combination's in there. It's just for safety precaution. Punches in the combination, lifts up the throttle lock. It's like, when you're ready, push this throttle forward, and we'll be going into rift space. Cool. Hope will take a deep breath. She hasn't gotten to drive in a long time. So she's pretty excited for this. And as she lets the breath out, she'll push forward on the throttle. Right. So as you push forward on the throttle, it goes up one quarter of the way. Kunk. And then in before the ship, everyone can see this. A large crack in space opens. As if it's shattering glass. And it opens up into a red, brownish, weird, spacey area that... It looks like a portal in through another air of space, and, and you sort of stop when you see that you weren't. He didn't prepare you for that. And he's like, "Oh, that's a rift space. You ready, baby?" And, and he looks for you to continue pushing the throttle. Uh, yeah, and she'll go up halfway. All right, no, all the way, all the way. Don't stop. Push it. Oh, okay. And then hope will push it and all the way up. You hit the throttle and go, and then the ship goes. A blur sort of appears all around you as the ship flies into the tear in, in real space and goes into rift space. And rainbows of colors just shoot past you and a trail of energy flies out of the back of the ship. And there's no wind, there's no effect on the ship, but it's a rainbow splendor of colors as you travel through whatever this rift space dimension is. Straight through to the break. Oh, man. That was a perfect transition. Yeah. Uh, well done. Not bad, eh? Yeah, it was really good. Okay. Uh, we're going to do right. that. We're going to go take a break, and when we come back, there'll be more. So, Planet Nash. Take a minute. Planet Nash, everybody. We'll see you then. I found a funny old note. You did? Right. Wait, read it. What does it say? What's the old note say? No, I'm not going to give it away. Oh. Um, because it may still be relevant, actually, although I doubt it. It's old, but still... Nash. But it involved Abed from Community. Nash has another kid named Belt or something like that. <laughs> uh, all right, we're back. Uh, we're doing it again, and Bo's back at it with his DM routine. So, Bo, take it away. All right, you're now traversing through Rift Space. Rift Space is many colors, mostly yellows, reds, and uh, the in-between, oranges and browns. As you fly through, um, it seems like color and light just fly by um, fly past you uh, Uncle Sever turns to you Captain Valier and uh, he looks to you and he says right, well I think the destination is going to be a bit ways Crooked Hen what, what time do you give us? Crooked Hen looks at the dials on, upon the helm and says about a day alright then Captain, we'll have to settle in for a bit of a wait as we traverse to uh, planet. Oh no, we're not going to. We're going to Nash. Flash Belly. 
<clears throat> Sorry, we're going to plan it. All right, it might be a f- few hours, maybe six. All right, I'll let uh, I'll make sure everybody knows. Fair enough. Um, Valir, I know it's a lot to take in. What's been happening with with me showing up and your father down below? If you need to talk, I'm here. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm I'm good for right now, though. Uh, can I ask you a question? Uh, sure. You look a bit fancier than when you first got here. What happened to you on Mars? Well, I'm not entirely sure I understand the whole thing, but uh, they named me the uh, Saleli Prime, and there was a ritual with a tree and... uh, Really? Came out looking a bit different. I can tell I haven't exactly seen a mirror. Hope not terrible. I suppose that means congratulations are in order to you, then. Celeli Prime. Well, I suppose somebody had to do it, huh? Well, if you ask me, it's just a bunch of fancy floof. But you're my captain, and it's in that way I'll respect you. Not as some fancy pants prime. (laughs) Well, I think that's probably for the best anyway, while we're out here. That's for the biodomers, not for the shipyard folk. Respect is earned, Stanley. Just remember that. It's not some position some tree gives you. I think that's very good advice. All right. And uh, Uncle Sever gets back to... puts his hands behind his back, and he observes the other ghost elves performing their boatly work. And Stanley would make his way down below to let uh, Nash and Varel know about what to expect. You walk into a room with uh, kids and Angelashi and Nash and Varel with a saw crafting a fine bed. Hmm. Well, uh, good to see you are all settling in. Um, Nash, are these quarters going to be sufficient enough? Are you all right? I got uh, beds in the walls. I had no idea. It's perfect. We don't need much. Okay. And Varel, you're uh, you're good over there. Depends on the volume. The deep. Are we're, you are you good over there? We're gonna keep it down. He's worried probably about the kids when they're in boot and like pipe form. They don't make noise. It'll be fine. Uh. All right. Well. It's going to be about six hours or so before we get to Planet Nash, so, uh, you know, feel free to wander around or do whatever to keep your sanity as needed. Stanley just slowly backs out of the room and shuts the door. All right, so what do you guys do for the next six hours? Just chill, read, do short rests, try to get a... You won't get... You could potentially get a long rest in if you just haul the six hours straight to sleep right now. Varel might be tough. You're still building your bed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you were to change it up and sleep on an actual bed, you could long rest, but it would involve you compromising your values, potentially. Nah, that's, that's, that's too much. I guess I could crawl. I could bring down the bed from the wall and sleep under it, but... I mean, the sand's there. You could sleep in the makeshift sand on the floor, you know. I don't lose a lot of sand, you know. 
Yeah. I want to keep it together until the bed's gone. So, so I'll be, you know, like like getting back from IKEA. I refuse to sleep until it's built. Got it. Nice. Done. Hope I imagine you're continuing to study the ship functions. Yeah, she'll stay up there and she'll keep studying. All right, so Crooked Hand Row will take you aside and show you the use of the arcane cannons, four of which are on either side, as well as the grappling hook towards the front of the ship. We'll start educating you in its use. Captain Valir, uh, anything you'd like to do during this journey? Uh, he'd probably just retire to his quarters. Um, if there's a mirror in there, I think he'd finally want to see what other people are talking about. There's um, definitely a mirror in there, for sure. Captain's got to look good. Yeah, he'd kind of go in and kind of give a, you know, it's private, so a vain look in the mirror to see what all has uh, changed. Sure. All right. And it's like nothing's changed, but everything's changed. It's difficult to put your finger on, but you can see it, but it's hard to describe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nash, he'll be taking, he'll be spending time with Angelashi. Yeah, just time with the family. Don't necessarily need a rest. They may, they might, but I'm, you know. Happy. Will you take her up on her offer to find a quiet place aboard the ship? Uh, leave the kids with Pharrell, kind of thing. Uh, no, Nash would be really wary of that idea. Okay, because he's already she's very, he's she's very disappointed. In he's that. very, and she may be. She will remember. Where's this. your sense of adventure? Yeah, I don't know why she wants so much adventure. There's that empty room down below. <laughs> <laughs> There's no one in there. Um, all right. Anyway, so that happens over the six hours. You traverse, and then um, Hope, uh, uh, Crooked Hand calls you over to the helm. He's like, all right, now, you can tell by this door when the journey's about to be done. Now, this is important. You've got to lower the throttle a quarter of the way to reopen the rift and re-enter realm space. Understood? Understood. All right. Now, when that... When that little marker, it's that little marker, begin. And then he steps aside and allows you to do it. So let you have a vehicle handling custom skill check on your sheet. Yes. Let's make a vehicle handling to see if you're able to do this. Twenty, not natural. Perfect. Alright, so this will be the one role you have to do that. You've now learned how to do that innately without needing to make a roll. Um, you throttle it back a quarter and then rift space tears open like a tear ahead of the ship opens up and you fly through immediately he's like alright pull it all the way back because you don't want to fly through realm space at that speed so then as soon as you hit the the, the gate you go and then the blur slows down and behind you you hear a crackle of as the rift closes up behind you and before you are two asteroids floating out in front of the ship. Uh, two asteroids jutted together with a tower in the middle. You have returned to Planet Nash. And I'll show the map in roll 20. Now, this uh, essentially there is... <laughs> there is a large tower uh, in the, at the center of it. And then there's a landing uh, area for your airship. And um, you work with Crooked Hand Row to guide the ship in impulse mode to sail it down. And then as as you get close, then he says, now you have to tell the captain. <clears throat> now you have to tell the captain that it's time to pull up the sails. Call him now. Uh, how do I call him? Well, we've got to yell really loudly as how it works on a boat. As Stanley! 
All right. Uh, and in your room, uh, Captain Valeria here. Stanley. You know, through the muffled through the wall. Get up and go. Uh, go running up on deck. All right. You go running up and see you're no longer in rift space, but you're in void space or realm space rather, and um, all the spaces. Uh, you see you're back in realm space, and you see the sight of Planet Nash before you, looming in front of the boat. You know, I've only ever seen it once, and I really hoped I wasn't going to have to see it again. All right, quick and row motions for you to tell Stanley the instruction. Hope. We have to let the sails down. No, no, you're oh. doing it a bit wrong. You've got to do it like this. Captain, let down the sails! you got to yell at him. It's a boat. Uh, Stanley, let down the sails! Uh, everybody, let down the sails. All right, and the... the sh- because it was a little, like, not very instructive. It's like everybody, they look around for a second, and they go, okay, and they start lifting down the sails. Uncle Sever steps to your side and says, you've got to say it with more force. They're your dogs. Yell at, you got to yell, yell at the instruction. they got to feel it in the ass. Very well. <laughs> it's, like, it's like giving them a verbal kick in the butt. Okay, that's good advice. Thank you. They're doing it, though, right? Like, they're getting it done. They're doing it, but, you know, they're not putting their back into it. Watch this. And he turns to people and like, Oi! Get those sails up! And then everyone's like, Oh, shit! And they like start getting the sails up. Like, like they've been verbally lashed. All right. Your point, is, your point is taken. Well, I'm just here to make sure you can get on this world proper like... Right, and they begin to let up the sails and hope you, with the assistance of Crooked Hand Row, you lower the ship down into this, uh, this stone cobbled landing area. And as you land, um, these meatball shaped, furry meatballs with one eye and a tongue run towards the side of the boat, and you hear tunga, tunga, tunga. And then uh, George's Gorgeous uh, appears from the bottom and goes, Gorgeous, Gorgeous. And there's Tunga, tunga, tunga from below. George's, George's. And it suddenly occurs to you that this half ogre is also half Tungan. Oh, no. He's got the one eye, the tongue, but the shape of an ogre. And he's going, George's, George's. And the Tungans are going, tunga, 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 tunga from below. Tunga, 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 tunga down below. Did we even know there were Tungans on this planet? Um, so when you walked in, I remember this. I Planet don't. Nash. Uh, Planet Nash, when you first walked into the tower, a Tungan walked out and went Tunga Tunga, and someone mentioned to you that there were Tungans on, on the planet. Were the Tungans? But you never found same? out what the deal was. Okay, but hold on. Was the are the Tungans the same as the aliens that so, Nash? Yes. You, the you, moon you first you first encountered Tungans aboard an <laughs> airship battle with Captain Yart Cambandigenus um, when it was under assault. I can't remember by who, but Squirts ended up casting a prayer that summoned a moon full of Tungans, and the Tungans took that as a hostile threat and sent their mechas after you. Other way around. helped clear the moon. Yeah, Squirts dissipated the moon. saved everybody. Nash was the one who summoned the moon. He had wild magic. You're right, you're right, you're right. Sorry. Nash uh, had to roll on a wild magic table for something he did, I don't remember what, which caused the moon to appear with the hostile Tungans. And that's why the Tungans uh, maybe are here on Planet Nash too. It's connective tissue, right. maybe. It's been but a you while. never investigated why they were here or what the deal... You just went, 
<laughs> seems to make sense and moved on, and so we never explored it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there are Tungans below, and the Tungans appear to be communicating with uh, Gorgeous Georges, who says Georges repeatedly while the Tungans say Tunga Tunga. And again, the Tungans have little like stick arms and stick legs and are a furry meatball with a big mouth and a tongue hanging out and a single big eyeball. Right then, we landed, Captain. You're up. All right, everybody, let's let's make this a short stay, as short as possible. They, they, although Hope and Angela actually do need to see this. This is you're you're not going to believe it. <laughs> Come on. Hope's just right. shaking her head. Pharrell, are you are you participating in this visit? <laughs> Uh, I'll join. I'll join. All right. All right. So, Angela, Ashley, and the kids, uh, Yoon, Young, Wheel, um, and the party disembark from the boat, and the Tungans surround you. Go, Tunga, 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 Tunga. And they just seem to be talking and walking with you. They're not really prompting you or stopping you, preventing you from moving anywhere. Um, the path before you leads to Tower Nash, which is this large, large tower rising between the two um, asteroid lumps on the left and right side. Uh, the pathway leads to a large skull door carved at the base of it. I imagine we all proceed towards the tower, and as you get towards the tower, the door just opens. Stone brushing against stone as the, that, the gateway lifts and rises, and you walk in to the base room of Tower Nash, and see the, a great face of Nash carved into the wall. Eyes closed. You hear. <laughs> of course he snores. That's good. You owe me a drink after this, Stanley. <laughs> this journey is its own reward. <laughs> it's weird to me too, I'll say. Now, you notice around the room, the room is circular, and there are these little diocese, about eight of them, all around the room. Uh, they're just a, like a foot or two off the floor, raised. Uh, that's the only feature of this room, aside from a stairwell behind Nash's head. Uh, like, off to the side, you can see there's a stairwell like it's going to go up to another floor. Well, Nash, it's you. You want to make proper introductions? Sure. Um, and because I remember so little about how we interact with this guy, I'm going to get up in front of it, put my arms out wide and my little neck arm out wide as well and go, hear me, great wall Nash. I'll pick up a rock. Uh, I will make pick a up performance roll, I guess, oh. to see if, if that works. I'm going to pick up a rock and throw it at him. That be okay, we can do that instead. Yeah, yeah, make an attack roll. All right, so I'll throw a rock at him with uh, no so, uh, intent to dex, hurt anybody. Add your dex modifier. Oh, okay. To a d20 roll. Uh, that'd be a 14. All right, you bump it right on the nose. He goes, oh! What the hell? Who did that? It's me, current day Nash. Remember Oh, me? shit! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember me? You're back! Yeah. I brought all my friends. We're all here now. I thought maybe I'd seen the last of you. No. 
We knew then it would probably we'd we'd see each other again, right? Yeah, I guess. I'm not sure how I feel about this. <laughs> um, real quick. Oh, so is Angela asking the kids with us or no? Yeah. Okay. Her, her, her jaw is on the floor right now. These are um these this is my family. I this is my wife Angela Ashley, and these are my children. Some are shape shifted right now, so you can't really see them. But Nash Junior is the baby. Uh, so it's almost like your family, except a different dimension. Oh shit! We're a dad. Yeah, we're a dad. I, I'm not. Oh, I, wait. What? What? I'm not ready to be a dad. What? The, how did this happen? That's fine. You don't have any responsibility. It's just my, for me. Oh, phew. Yeah. Well, wait, if you're wait, I think I do though, right? No, don't I? No, I mean maybe you have more responsibility for all sorts of stuff in the world and all the Nashes do, but I'm just saying for this little small thing, this little family unit here, it's just me. Kind of like you, you know, you have a penis, or no, you're a stone wall face, so you have. Yeah, un- no, I don't have a penis, Junior. <laughs> but you. Hope's gonna look over at Stanley and hold up two fingers. <laughs> I'm telling you, the only catharsis you ever get is that he has to deal with himself in this situation. <laughs> um, but I'll say, look, it's it, you know, the quicker we get over this, the better. We're 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 actually we're here for a reason. Oh, okay. <laughs> for the life of me, I don't remember what. But we're. I here. thought maybe it was just to introduce me to your kids. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a side thing. I'm kind thing. of relieved, to be honest with you. That was a hard one. That's a side thing. But Angela Ashey and, 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 and Hope and, well, all of us really are here to get some answers. Oh, you want answers, huh? Yeah. I just don't remember the question. That's more table talk than Nash. I don't remember why we needed it. I don't remember it either, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> what did we need from him? We needed something. <laughs> but I don't know the question. <laughs> me, guys. I don't yep. remember why we came to talk to him. What was? Why did we come there? You came here to drop off the kids at a safer place. That oh, that's all it was. And, okay. and you no. were going to see if the other Nashes could help out in the coming battle when oh, we finish right. our current. Okay. I yeah. was I was also going to introduce Tower Nash to Boat Dad and see if they knew each other. <laughs> oh, that's right. Boat Dad. Uh, okay. All right. all right. One thing at a time. I'm, I'm getting. I'm so lost in my laughter. I really got because Bo- Boat Dad says he knew the previous Nash, but we don't know what Nash, right? Mm. That was his old name. Okay, so anyway. so all right. So this whole interaction with questions happening. Then Varel, you ask your question. Do you inter- like? Yeah, <laughs> I, I'd be happy to interrupt. Yes. <laughs> oh, Varel, hey. Well, Nash, we've met Stanley's dad in the form of a wall. In the f- wait, like me? You mean there's more than just me? I think my question is answered then. Well, all right then. Are you... Mm, well, Nash, are you familiar with Stanley's father? Um, yeah, Stanley's dad. I, I remember meeting him, but I, I met him after Stanley. So it's like meeting... Someone's dad, but their dad is their son. 
and their son is their dad. Like you'd think it'd be different, but it's yeah. Uh, wait, wait a minute. If you're the Nash who knew my father, but after you met me, then how do you not? Are you a different Nash than the Nash who has kids? Do you have kids? All right, listen. It, look, it's really complicated, and it's just hard for people to understand when I explain because it's a really hard concept, and not because I'm forgetting things. That's totally not what's happening. But, um, I, I've lived Nash's life. Is the best way I can put it. So these are your kids too, then. Or there's versions of them running around somewhere, or they have their own walls. I someplace. never had kids in my version of things. Okay. See, that makes sense. It's hard to explain. There's this this dumb thing called a time barf, right? And that means different things happen at different parts of the barf. So in my barf, there was no kids, but maybe we both met Stanley, your you, your dad. That's what I think happened. Well, is it possible it was a different Nash? Or you, was it you? Did you run? Yeah. The, the, okay. I, I didn't want to talk about this when you first got here because I know how much it hurts to talk about. It's just, you know, it's not great stuff. And there's other things going on. But if you're ready to hear it now, Nash, you, you maybe need to sit down. Uh, he'll look around at everyone, seeing if there's any objection to the to hearing this. And if not, he'll he'll do that. He'll sit down, Indian style, just right there in the dirt or the wherever we so, whatever floor it is. So pretty much, with some with some differences, I've lived your life. I've seen Tietkala. Did you see Tietkala on yours? Yes. Uh, there's a vampire guy there. Yeah. And he was like, he's like a bad guy, but then it turns out he's actually kind of all right, but he's still a vampire, so I don't trust him still. Yeah. Did you have a little uh, pet uh, fairy that rolled around with you and did stuff for you? Yeah, Pod. She's here. You should say hi to her. Whoa. I mean, it's not the same Pod as... Where's your Pod? My Pod, sadly, and he'll get a little choked up, is not here anymore. Oh, no. Oh, it breaks my stone heart. It's okay. Anyways, anyway, so go ahead, continue. Anyways, time travel doesn't really work how you think it's going to work. You don't really go back in time. You go to a different dimension in time when you travel time. So you end up in the same place as other people. That's the best as I can think of it. So what happened in my time is we went to face the principal. We had to bring this like big thing, you know, um, um, it's, a, it's a triangle. We had to bring it to. We had to bring it back to the solar mines. So, we're doing that. Yeah, I bet. How, can you give us any help as to how how you did it, or how it went, or what we should do? I can't really talk about the solar mines. Ours went really badly. They poured lava everywhere and killed all the people. And we there was only four of us that went in. We didn't have um we didn't have any help. No one on earth helped us. 
So we snuck in, but then we made a lot of noise. Well, someone did. And as we tried to get the the thing, the big metal thing, into the into the deep you remember the deep hot pit, Nash? Yeah. The deep hot pit of fire. Yeah. Where the slow Peters came from. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we tried to put it in there, but something went wrong. And the next thing I know, there was a thousand Nashes all around me. And they all went. It was like being in a blender. They were they were flying all around all the Nashes. I don't know what happened. Wait a minute. And then they I were, met a they dragon were, man. They were Nashes like you. They were us. They were millions of us in a big whirlpool of Nashes. And then a dragon man emerged and asked me where I wanted to go. And I said, I don't know where I want to go, Junior, but if I could try it all over again, I would. And the next thing I know, I ended up back on that space station. When did you become a wall? Um, well, we found this planet and, um, Well, I hate to break it to you, Nash, but you're going to die one day. <laughs> okay. And I, I was talking with um, Dalit, Dalit, uh, Stanley's Dalit dad. When I was talking to him, I really wanted to be there to help give all this information, but I wasn't going to make it. I'm getting old. So Dalit was working on some sort of magic to, to, to make himself into a boat, I think, or something. But he wasn't sure if it was going to work, so I volunteered. I said, put me in a, in a safe place where no one's going to bother me. So we found this place. And when he asked me what kind of form I wanted, I just I just said tower. I don't know. I just picked tower. And so far, it's been pretty good, actually. And you're saying this is my fate or I'll die before this? Well, you already have kids, so I don't know what your fate is. It seems your own to write. Well, I'm here as a tower in this planet in the phlogiston. Kind of. <laughs> to, to what end? What, what is the point of you being here on this tower in this place? Well, it was to talk to you. Oh. And to help you with yourself, ourself. <laughs> well, then. This room is not just me in this room. There are other Nashes that can be here. Well, to that end, what. What to do you or they. Uh, what, what are we meant to do from here? We need all the help we can get. Well, that's just it. I'm not quite sure. I was thinking I'd figure it out later. Well, now is the time. Yeah. So, um, listen, how about we call the other Nashes and have a Nash council? Where, where are all the other Nashes? Well, um, Dalit gave me one ability, which was to, I guess, ring other people in other tower Nashes in the time barf and bring them all, like, project them all here so we could talk to them. 
How does that sound? That's fine. If you can get him okay. here, that'd be great. Do you have any ideas what to talk about, though? Uh, well, I mean, we know what we're trying to do, and so I, I guess we have strategic questions about where to go. Oh, I like that. It. Strategic questions, he says. Yeah. Uh, so we know where to go and what to do. Right now we have a plan, but I'd love to know if the plan is flawed before we get there. All right. Well, let me let me send out um, a call. See who's available. Hope's going to hold up three fingers at Stanley. <laughs> Stanley just gives a subtle nod. <laughs> Angela, she is super quiet as well. Um, Tower Nash closes his eyes. Okay, I think I got some. Are you ready for this? Yeah, go. All right, just hang on. And then the room lights up. Like these sort of like ley lines of different colors fly out to the diocese. And one by one, the diocese go bing, 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 as they all light up all around it. Um, and I, Bo has to dig out notes from a year ago when he thought this was going to happen a long time ago. Um, <laughs> all right. <clears throat> So the 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 the, di- the diocese light up different colors, and then one by one, an illusory projection, sort of somewhat holographic looking, of different Nashes appears on the dais. Seven of them. Uh, it's a different Nash with a different colored cloak. Okay. You've got. Um, hang on. Let me write them down so I make sure I remember because I, I can't find my note. You've got. Um, Black Nash, you've got red Nash, red cloak, like black cape net or black cloak. Yeah. Black cloak Nash, red cloak, yellow, green, blue, white. It's one, two, three, four, five, six. White, um, and what's the other color? Orange Nash. And they different Nashes with their cloaks over. They all sort of appear and you hear, Alright, what is this? Hello. <laughs> and then Tower Nash looks at you and says, "They can't see you unless you get on one of the one of the dioceses. Okay, one of the platforms there. Just get on there. Okay, you'll be Brown Nash. All right, I'll get up. <laughs> of course, I'm Brown Nash. Well, your cloak is brown, right? Yeah, is lot, it brown? Is that what of, you're wearing? A lot of me is brown. Are you, you know maybe don't you have another kind of cloak with like different patches on it? What's your cloak? Uh, it's like oh yeah, it's the patchy cloak, isn't it? Yeah, do you remember oh what gosh. color it is? Does it say on your character sheet? I don't remember. I just always picture you as having brown rags on, but I think you got a different. You have like a different cloak on. All right, that's a. It's an important detail. It's really important. Here. Yeah, I'm gonna get that right. It is important to know what Nash looks like because I always just picture him as in a black cloak, but I don't think it's been that for a very no, long it's been, time. It was that at one time, but it's not that anymore. Uh, rambunctious bunch shoes. gang threads. Oh, oh yeah, I don't right. think you're wearing those. Oh, you're still wearing that. You're wearing uh, leather armor. <laughs> Am I? Oh, I never By changed. Lohar, Lohar. Yeah. Well, I mean, it says you're. It's equipped. I don't think you're wearing. You've been wearing that. Yeah, I'd be. I don't know. I would have changed. Um. Yeah, for for this, I mean, for the sake of you know, we've been at. No, stuff. you're wearing your standard cloak. I don't see you. You don't have a magic cloak, according to this. Okay. You have a sky blinder staff, maybe. You have a veggie peelings, trip to death, eight scrolls of reverse gravity, an umbrella dong. <laughs> uh, you have clothes are gross as an item, wood yeah, axe, yeah. deer ribs and raccoon shield, rations. Uh, yeah, 250. You still have the fish eggs? Um, I, I get a feeling you're maybe not diligently updating this list. No. <laughs> I, 
No, I still have. I have. I still have anything I've had if I haven't spent it. So as gross as it sounds, those peelings are still there. Like I wouldn't get rid of that stuff. Yeah, 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 you have still some. All right, we're, you have your brown cloak on. You got your standard yeah. outfit on. All right, yeah. so you um, you get up onto the dais, and then and then all the other Nash's go. Whoa, there's another one. And then Tower Nash says, "Welcome, Nash's. These are eight different Nash's from various parts of the time barf. Uh, we're all together today." to discuss the question or get answers, but we're all having trouble. Brown, Nash, and I were having trouble remembering the question. Maybe one of you guys know. <laughs> and one of the Red Nash speaks up and says, yeah, I, I wanted to know the answers, but I also don't think I know the question. I'll turn and around, to, uh, I'll turn around to Burrell and Stanley and kind of make a face and go, look at me. A, the Council of Nash is pretty cool. You with your yeah. fancy lizard king and your other elf man with all the people groveling. Look at this. Look at and my. And when you behold. do that, all seven other Nashes also do something similar but differently worded to the people that you can't <laughs> see as well. <laughs> all, all at the same time, they, go, they do that. All right. Um. We're we're I'll, I'll. So here's what I'll do. Nash will take some initiative and go. We are we are we are advancing uh, a, a, an attack plan on the solar mines, and he'll pause to see if there's any reaction to the word solar mines. Right. Yellow Nash speaks to him and says, "Wait, you're going to the solar mines? We're going to the Firelands." Oh, wait, Yellow Nash has he said that? Yeah, there's a yellow cloak Nash. <laughs> Well, uh, I'll send you the list of the different cloaks so you know who you, which Nash you're talking okay. to. Uh, I'll just put it in Discord. It's a very simple. List. <laughs> I got black, red, yellow, green, blue, white, orange, and your brown Nash. All right. I'll say. Um. In our timeline, the the, the we're advancing this uh, this fight to uh, the solar mines. We're taking it back. We're gonna. We have lots of reasons to do it, but the point is we're making an attack there, and we don't want to screw this up. So anybody in this group have knowledge or, or helpful information about anything? Structure, ways in and out that we don't know about? How good is the air defense stuff? That kind of thing? Yeah, I think I do, says White Nash. Well, what is it, White um, Nash? So I've, I've, we've already done that attack. That It, it, it didn't work. Uh, do I mean? don't want to depress anyone, but the Earth is no more. Well, what do you mean it didn't work? Well, we we flew, we tried to fly the trianglosphere in um, through the air, but um, the there's a lot of actual air cannons, and they blew up all the ships. Oh, okay. Uh, and the trianglosphere fell down, and everyone on the ship died except for me. Somehow, um, I mean, I. <laughs> I want to say I turned into a blob for a little while and I spent some time as an ooze and, and then when I sort of stopped being an ooze I um, uh, I found my way off the planet I, I, there's a ship that wasn't destroyed uh, completely, I, I flew off and we came back to Mars and everyone escaped here to planet Nash and we're just kind of waiting for our universe to d destruct, we don't really have any plans so just to say that like, don't bring it in on the air if that's helpful for you. Did, did anybody <laughs> it have, didn't work for us? Did anybody have success in the air? Raise your hand. 
Nobody raised no? their hand. No? Okay. So I'll look back at my companions. No air. I mean, not a first. Uh, this might be a weird question, says uh, Black Nash. He says, um, did anyone try bringing it, it in on a uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex? Uh, what? Oh, well, we're gonna we're gonna tie the, the triangle sphere to a Tyrannosaurus Rex and run it through the <laughs> run it through the, the solar mines. Um, but we're st- our st- my Stanley doesn't seem to think it's a great idea, but he was outvoted. Well, I don't <laughs> think we have access to a Tyrannosaurus Rex, and only we would know what that even is, given our oh. education and upbringing in the libraries of the solar mines. Wait, wasn't I a Tyrannosaurus Rex once? Yeah, yeah, you guys fought a Oh, did we? Nash, oh, I've turned right. into a Tyrannosaurus Rex on multiple occasions. Okay, so wait a minute. Just Stanley, we turned Stanley into into a Tyrannosaurus Rex and we st- stomped through the front door. The slow Peters react. Uh, then what? Well, we don't know. We're going to try it. I just wanted to find out if anyone else tried it and see if it was a good idea. Well, so some Clearly, of the air was not a good idea, so thank you, White Nash, for that. So some of the Nashes have done done this and others haven't done it yet? Is that my understanding? I mean, obviously, Wall Nash... Howard Nash speaks up and he says, not all the Nashes aren't necessarily at the same time as you are. Like, if you, th- you know when you used to watch movies, you could watch the first scene in the first 10 minutes or you could skip ahead to the last scene at like an hour and 15. Yeah. So the Nashes are at different points in the, the VHS tape. Okay, well, here's what should happen then. Any Nashes that are like me that haven't done this yet, shut up or F off. Because it won't matter what you say. You need to learn as much as I do from this. So just sit down and be quiet. Or if you, you shut up, up and <laughs> we're, we're here to get help just like you. It's fine, but you <laughs> don't, don't tell us what works or doesn't if you haven't tried it yet is all I'm saying. It's the experienced Nashes we need information from. So who's successfully taken the solar mines? Nobody? Silence. Shit. <laughs> Come on, Nashes. Get it together. Oh. Um, I'd say... Uh, can I ask, does, does, does anyone here have an arm growing out of their butt cheek? <laughs> <laughs> no, I have, one, drinks. I have one in my neck. <laughs> I have one in my neck, I'll say. Oh, you got yours in your neck? Yeah. Um, That's pretty good. Do you know what happens with that? No. Don't tell me if it's bad. Yeah, I'm a little worried. I try to make, I try to put on a brave face, but I'm a bit worried. Says uh, Orange Nash. Orange Nash. If I'm, if I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. Okay. Uh, well, all right. Well, d- uh, Orange Nash or anyone else, do you, do you have like surefire plans? Or- um. Well, our our Varel really wants to dig it in through the ground. Just go straight in. You guys have a Varel? Uh, we do, and I'll point. Nash is all kind of nod. Yeah, we do. They all. Oh, say. I got it. Yeah. Everyone's got Varels. Right. So um, we're gonna dig ours in slowly. Take our time. Not try not to rush it. And then Varel's going to punch uh, whoever's down there for us. I think. I think that's the plan. While well, we put I'll, the. I'll not approvingly at this plan. Yeah, you probably like that. Um. Okay, Nash, 
You're talking to the Nashes that haven't done it yet again. <laughs> Talk to the Nashes that have tried. Okay, all Nashes who have tried and either failed or otherwise, what worked and what didn't for sure? We know air, air salt, no good. What else? All right, hang on. I'm just going to make sure I mark who tried and who didn't so I don't screw up the thing. Green Nash looks and says, well, we tried it too. Um, we tried to bring it in. Uh, like, we tried to... um." Like, bring it in a container. Like, uh, a really big, like, um, bag of holding what we found. Okay. And, 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 and how did that go? Well, it was easy to carry. Because it's so big, but it made it easy to carry. But we just got beat. It, it, you know, I, I don't know. The luck wasn't on our side. Something like that. When we fought, just, uh... Varel went down and then he got back up really mad and um, but then Stanley went down and then I got knocked down like by just bullets and those orcs you know we got beat so when you say you but, get knocked down get up just get up again it's gonna win well I did but the rest of the party didn't the other heroes of the waste uh, they're they're dead oh Wait, are all the failed attempts, are all the, your teammates dead, not, and you're the only survivors? Well, we took on too many slow Peters at once, basically. Yeah, but what I mean is, are any Stanley's hopes or Varel's left in any of your groups that tried and failed? Mm, well, the Green Nash says, well, I don't have any. I don't know about anyone else. And then and, um, uh, Red Nash speaks up and says, well, um, Stanley accidentally agreed to eat something I gave to him that I told him was uh, a vegetable, but really was um, a poisonous ooze. I sort of mixed it up when I pulled it out of my pocket and he wasn't paying attention and it, it killed him. I feel bad about that, too. I don't yeah. like the idea of uh, the common thread here being that the team takes a hit, and but I don't want to survive if I, I want to go down with my team. All right, so um, Blue Nash speaks up and says, "Listen, um, <clears throat> I've been following this conversation a bit, and I want to say it's been pretty depressing and not very helpful at all. Uh, so I think I might go, but uh, I want to say this: <laughs> the first one out of the room." <laughs> <laughs> but I think I might say this that um, because I I have a tower Nash here too and he's telling me that he moved forward in time but then came back in time but in a different part of the time barf if I'm understanding this nonsense correctly so I think maybe we keep getting put back into time until we get it right so maybe one of us that still hasn't tried can still get it right Brown Nash. Brown Nash. Oh shit! I'm the brown one. <laughs> I forgot we did. I'm still brown. Yes. Sorry. I'm. Yes. <laughs> Listen. Um. What's your plan? Uh. Well, we were gonna go maybe dig in behind and start from the tunnels, uh, the the soul, the mines themselves, and move up. Uh, free everybody on our way, and then take them from surprise from the rear, but also distract them at the front gates with. With a with a kind of a false attack, 
And then, you know, they'd be all a little bit freaked out. Nobody would know what to do. And then we could kind of take them on both sides and then eventually bring air power in, that sort of thing. False attack, air power. What are you talking about? There's only four of us. And Stanley's drinking. Hope's drinking even more. And Varel is just sullen. You, you what, have what, you who have else bad, is attacking? You're in a shit timeline. You're you have a bad team. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> you should leave. <laughs> you should leave, like you were saying. You probably don't want to be here for any of this. You're you're in a bad shape. All right, blue blue <laughs> blue blue Nash just steps off his dice and goes. <laughs> oh. Uh. All right. Uh, all right, so um, that's like Riker and the beard when all those uh, enterprises were all facing each other in that episode. Yeah, that's hey, right. Yeah. Hey Nash, why don't you ask uh, ask the other Nashes how many of them are married? Uh, how many of you? How many Nashes here are married? Raise your raise one of your hands. The Nashes sort of look around to see who's raising their hands. Are you raising your hand? Yeah. Nash Brown Nashes. No, none of the other Nashes raise their hand. All right. You're married? Yeah. Are how they, did that happen? They're here with us, right? Aren't they over there? And then one of the other Nash is like, how many Nashes here don't have a penis? <laughs> <laughs> I'd raise my hand. And too. then all the Nashes raised their hand up. I would too. I'd say, Five well, drinks. look, there's a deal. <laughs> <laughs> I'll point back at her and say, she's got magic powers. It's a long story, but yeah, those are my kids. And I'll We can't see her. Bring her onto the... the, the, the Platform. Oh, okay, fine. Aunt, dear, come up here. Let's show them what you look like, and I'll coach right. her up to the Angela. She's just very carefully, like just she's just like overwhelmed by this. This is insane. Um, she stands onto the platform, looks, and then all the other Nashes at the same time use and go, "Whoa!" Just very impressed with how pretty she is. Okay, yeah, and I'll say it, uh, because of her, we were able to to have children, despite the lack of, uh, you know capability if you know what i'm saying and so she's she's great how many other nashes have a question <laughs> they all one raises their hand up. the rest of them is their hand. all right fine let me just end this now they she gave me a magical plant penis okay can we move on it just it, that's how we did it okay the three are shapeshifters one of them's normal everything that's all you need to know i don't know why i'm the only one but maybe you I said could, the other guy had a messed up timeline <laughs> Yours doesn't sound so great either. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have kids. I have a normal team. I think we're doing okay. And the fact that I'm so unique in those ways compared to all of you makes me think that we have a unique chance. We're going to take the solar mines. That's what we're going to do. I don't think that's true. I think that you settled down and had kids and you're not going to make a good decision probably because you're going to try and save your family over do what's right. That could be. I'm just saying it's in a lot of movies. <laughs> <laughs> Nash thing I've ever heard. Um, Sorry if that's a little harsh. Well, if none of you have any other good strategic ideas, I, I guess our time here is done. It's, well, oh, wait, we have, I mean... <laughs> it's nice to see you all, I suppose, but unless you've got some good ideas, we need, uh, we need ideas and fast. We have to go do this. Well, I just want to say I found this helpful. I think we're going by the air, but after what White Nash said, I don't think we're going to do that anymore. Well... Those of you who've gone through and, and lost your teams, I, uh, you know, I feel bad about that, but I wish there was more to learn from your experience so we don't make those mistakes. White Nash says, well, definitely don't go by air. That didn't work at all. 
In is fact, it? don't send anything. They got you remember Nash, they have all those uh, weird arms that you didn't know what they were, they were mechanical. Turns out they shoot shit. <laughs> Hold on a second. How many of you uh how many of you Oh, how does he want to ask that? Maybe you should also check with the party if they have questions for the other Nash, just so that, you know. Okay. Yeah, I would do that. I'll turn. I'll do that first. Actually, I'll turn around and see if you guys have any anything you want me to get to the bottom of. Well, a lot of our plan hinged on having decent air support, and if the option is none, is there a way that we can disable their air defenses? And are are any of you dragons also? I'll I'll relay Stanley's question with that caveat as well. All right, let's ask that first. All right. Um, <clears throat> Sorry, I got so distracted by the dragon question. Uh, it, how many... How, well, what kind of defenses are there that they could disable? Uh, is there a way to disable the air support? Or air defenses? Yeah, so White Nash, uh, White Nash responds to you, uh, Brown Nash, and says, Well, we, we didn't really think to look. We were in the middle of battle while we were, we were doing that. Um, but I think probably you could, you could dismantle them if you had a, a way to dismantle them. Like, they're not indestructible. They just look... They're just machines. So you do what you do best with machines is you dismantle them. You pull out the screw or something like that. So probably. Okay. And and he can hear all this, right? I don't have to convey these things. Uh, Yes, Stanley can hear all this. But you can only speak to the others if you're on on the platform. Okay. And you can only be seen by the others if you're on the platform because you're projecting to their Tower Nash room. Okay. Um, okay, to the dragon question. Does anyone else have dragon powers? And if so, what did what did you do? Or what will right. you do? Everyone, everyone but um, or Yellow Nash raises their hand. Okay. Yeah, I can turn into a dragon, says one of them. Yep. Yeah, uh... Definitely found out that the hard way. I accidentally I was having a hard time going to the bathroom and <laughs> Yeah. I exploded the entire outhouse. Great. Turned into a dragon. That's fantastic. That's how I found out. I guess it has to do with the heart that we have. Um And then Yellow yeah. Nash says, Wait, you guys are all dragons. <laughs> yes. That doesn't seem fair. Wait, it isn't who who said that? Me, Yellow Nash. What no okay. It may not seem fair, and it maybe I guess it's not, but uh, it's important because it's the well, most powerful air air attack thing we've got. Yeah, so, I'll say I want a powerful air attack. So why do I change, Brown Nash? Yeah, uh, I don't think you can. You either. Well, how do you do it? What uh, do you What do you do? It was a surprise to me as well. It, it came later. I was I was told. How did I find out? <laughs> was it dreams at first? Is dreams. You kept bursting into flame for a while. Oh, right. So I'll say, yeah, I, I kept blowing up for no reason, and we couldn't figure out why. They thought there was something wrong with me, so we had to investigate it more, and through some uh, some uh, exploration of some old dreams and some revelations, I found out that I had this uh, this uh, dragon heart thing, and uh, you know, blah, 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 and I'll give them the whole story. Well, show me. I don't believe it. You guys are all lying. Well, then I'll have to... Then I got my cooldown all left up if I do that. If I need it during this battle, cool down. Day. It's got a cooldown. <laughs> what kind of shit power is it with a cooldown? 
All right. Can any of us conjure illusions or no? <laughs> I mean, you tell me what's on your, what are your spells. I don't have anything that does like illusion stuff. <clears throat> um, let me see here. Hold on. Uh, anything like that? Now, Kyle, you had a question. I don't know if any of it got answered or what this. I can't remember, but I remember you had there was an inquiry that started this all. <laughs> well, originally, I just wanted to know if uh, if the boat knew the wall, right, right, and if oh. those were both the same of their time period, yeah. the pre the pre party, because there's yeah. a party that had Nash in it that also had uh, Grosjil in it. So, just in summary, because I know it wasn't the clearest, but in summary, the information is. This Nash was a part of some other timeline. Met a tornado of Nashes while doing the mission you're about to embark on a little later. Traveled back in time because some green dragony guy asked him to, or where he wanted to go, and he just said something random. Met Stanley's dad, told him what was to come, then was going to die. So to test out Stanley's dad's magic, he became a tower so he could live long enough to help Nash. And But that help is very dubious at this time. Yeah, that's okay. All right, did you figure out your thing? Do you have illusions, Scott? Uh, I don't. So here's what I'll do for the sake of we are how far, like if we left right now, how how long does it take us to get to where we are to get set up? There's another long rest in the, in the way of any of this fight, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Is, yeah. Then I'll say, F it, boo, and I'll just turn into a, my black dragon self. All right, and everyone see. Well, shit, I better do it too. And then everyone, but Yellow Nash turns into a giant dragon. So now there's these large black dragons. Yeah, just everywhere, just popping off. I love it. Tower Nash, like I'm not going to turn into a dragon. It'll screw up with the tower functions and stuff. But you could. But you could if you needed to. I don't know. I haven't tried. Okay, well, I anyway. think I'd be a big stone dragon. Would I be a stone dragon? Looks around hold, at someone. Hold on, if you all knew you could turn into dragons, why'd you make me do it? Well, one of them, Yellow Nash, wasn't believing you. So oh, Yellow Nash, well, how do I do it then? Why do you guys get to turn into dragons and not me? This has turned into a really shitty meeting. We're going to find out that I'm not as good as the rest of you. Maybe, uh, Quiet! Uh, no, I'd say maybe maybe your time just hasn't come yet where you, you get the training and the and the whatever. The well, that's why I asked you. How do you do it? Well, you now said you I turned just into do fire. It. Now I just do it. I just think it and I become the thing. And I'll say, watch this. And I'll like blow fire somewhere that's not going to hurt anybody. All right. Yellow Nash starts going. Ah, I'm not getting it. Ugh. Well, don't shit yourself. It's okay. It's just not your time. Later. All right. Well, it doesn't matter right I'll now. I'll figure out later then. The important, yes. uh, the important part part of this is is uh, is there any advantage to this dragon form, or should I not care about that? Well, Yellow Nash, that seems like a big advantage to me. <laughs> <laughs> Yellow Nash is a super. He's a dick. I don't like Yellow Nash. All right, well, then I would say... You're your own unique Nash. Never forget. (laughs) Nash. Nash, can you ask them if the other hopes have the arm? Oh, that's a good question. And I'll ask about the arm. And do they have an eye? uh, 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 Do you have the the arm and maybe an eye? (laughs) 
the dragon dragon dashes sort of look and they go uh <laughs> well, we got lots of arms and lots of eyes says uh red dragon dash no i mean like the arm and the eye and i'll 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 add some context to it based on what we know of those of those artifacts black dash says i think he's talking about hope yeah he's hope. always got limbs missing Always. Oh. Um. Do all the hopes have my arms missing? I mean, our hope has both arms and both legs missing, and um, she actually drives around on a vehicle, like a, like a thing. I, I call it a wheelchair sometimes, but they don't like it when I say that. But <laughs> she's like a wheelie person. <laughs> she's got big blades on her arms, and giant guns all over it. But <laughs> she's got truck legs, basically. <laughs> She's more machine than man. <laughs> it's actually pretty efficient when it comes to fighting. We're, we're hoping that works out when we go to the solar mines. She's going to shoot everything. Well, and I'll look at Hope and with a face of like, does that answer your question? Uh, uh, an arm they attached, a magic one. How about a right. magic attached arm? Mm, not here. No, uh, no, I don't think so. Yellow, yellow Nash says, no, no, it's metal. Um, all the Nashes answer in the negative that she has any um, biological appendages attached to her. Okay. Uh, attached to her. All right. I'll convey that to Hope if she didn't hear it. Oh, Hope will nod. Ask the ones who have a triangular how getting wheel was and what they faced. Y'all hear that? Right. So the two that have 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 that have um, faced this before: Green Nash and White Nash. Mm-hmm. So you 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 as you relay the question there, and White Nash responds, "Well, um, we found tungsten on Mars. So we went to Mars on the boat. There was tungsten. He had the triangulosphere, and um, then we made the attack plan. And then Green Nash says, uh Tungsten. Who is that again? Uh, Do you know Brown Nash? Who who you're talking about? Uh, I'm gonna whip around at Varel again to say you explain it to him. I'm shitty at the details. <laughs> Varel, you'll have to get up on the platform to do. All right, so. I, I walk up to the platform. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, oh, Varel! <laughs> all the Nashes are kind of the dragon Nashes, and the one yellow Nash in human form are all kind of happy. See there. Where are the Varels? Varels, get on your platform. (laughs) Okay. And um, uh, so there. (laughs) Okay, so blue is gone. (laughs) So the other Nashes relate to their Varels to get on the platforms, and um, now this is going way farther than I even planned. Now we've got to do many Varels. The Varels. each get upon uh, that, and they are also different colors uh, than you. Um, and none of them, uh, curiously, none of them have the eye that you have uh, lodged into your chest. Um, they get they get up uh, because their gnashes have asked, and they look and they go, "Who am I? S- oh, oh, oh!" They, they, they're just looking around. I have to now summon... I haven't imitated your voice, so we'll see how this goes. 
Varels. Yes, this is I. Yes, yes, it is we. And, and yes, we yes, kinda, they all point. Yes, yes, they all yes. Spider-Man point at each other. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I have heard in this conversation multiple times that many of you are melancholy and weak. I am the greatest of the time Vorels, and I tell you this. We need information. We are going to win, and you will win in your own time if you strive to be the best Vorel. Let us all compete with one another and become the best Vorel. I gotta think about for you do Varel logic so well. This is this is this is a unique challenge. Um, <clears throat> one of the Varels says, "Who says er, <clears throat> who says that I Varel am in melancholy? I am just in consideration of occurrences. I am the best Varel here. Your Varel, you Varel, who has taken to speaking, I will call you speaking Varel." You have an eye upon your chest. That is not where an eye should belong. And to me, this means that you are a deviant, Varel, and misguided. For I, Varel, the slayer of Orp and such, is the best of the time, Varels. And then each one at a time say something various of that nature, proclaiming themselves as the best of the time, Varels and taking offense at being called melancholy. It is true that I am different than all of you, which makes me the best Varel here, for I can do this, and I slam my fists together and summon forth the Blade of Grogil. Oh. Oh, and the, the, the other Varels look upon you and say, they, they look, they point, they go, that is an impressive feat, Varel. How, do, how can we summon this flaming sword? You have the flame inside yourself. In your own heart burns the fire of the lizard folk, of which you shall summon into your fists and punch each of your time dientaluses, but not the Stanleys, for they are innocent. They all sort of agree. They're like, yes, we quite dislike dientalus. <laughs> Together, um, let us motivate these gnashes to speak clearly and get the information they seek. One of the bros says, agrees with you, immediately says, yes, I too agree that Varel sh- or that Nash should speak more clearly and will help to do him to do so. Nash, speak clearly with your other Nashes, for speak your clearly, conversation Nash. has been most unproductive. <laughs> <laughs> I bid you all Fair hunting. Noble Varels. Yes, and I turn they, they and walk up the platform. We bid you fair hunting as well. And then one of them says, Nash, conduct yourself appropriately as he moves off the dais. And all the Nashes go like, oh, this is a bad idea. And they start mumbling. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, well, all right, then. I guess that's it. Uh, thanks. I guess thanks for all your help. Uh, sorry about the, the, you know, temporary transformation. Hope no one's too tired. And, uh, you know, good luck storming all your own castles. Uh, thanks for not too many good ideas, but you know, whatever you gave was good. You tried; it's fine. Uh, uh, White Nash speaks some as well. I guess I should tell you some more stuff, though, right? Don't you? You wanted to know some things. I, I don't think maybe I told you enough. Uh, I mean, and all the other Nashes too that I haven't done it. Well, if you have enough, 
I mean, if you have. Well, if you guys all have a proof here as a principal. We do. And then whiteness. Everyone raises their hands. All right, so we've all got this weird chrome guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, so he's in the solar mine, so you want to be ready to fight him. How do you know that? He's retreated from there to there. And we fought him there when I went there. I'm White Nash. Remember, oh. our Earth is done. Oh, right. Well, we, we, we met him there. It was part of the, I was part of the trouble, too. It's really well defended now. It's not like it was when we were there. Well, we had word that he was probably there as well, but uh, it, when you say really well defended, what does that mean? Well, just that there's, you know, the air cannons and um, the the orc guys are there and the, the Toyota guys are there and, and the, the Jimmy Johns are there and, you know, you name it, they're there. It's not just the old solar mines anymore. Even the, um, uh, what's the name of that guy? The administrator. Like, he's been deposed of power. The principal runs everything now. He's there, but he's just like a puppet man. He just does what the principal tells him now. Because what choice do you have? Principal is so powerful. That sounds like us going from the rear is still the best option because he's not down there. He's not hanging around in the mines. No, no. I mean, we had some some people help on the top too, so that makes it for a good distraction. Just the air part was really bad. But going below is, is probably your best bet. If I had to do it again, Nash, and I may have to, um, given what this tower's told me, uh, I would probably go from below. Okay. Or, I don't know. I mean, if we had a big enough army, I'd drive, I just, we just could drive it in. They think it's more well defended than it is. They don't realize we're a dragon. So you can break down the walls pretty easy. And stay low. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This is good. Uh, well, may, may all, may all of you f- get a plant penis one day and may, uh, uh, you all, if whoever didn't get to be a dragon yet, may that happen to you as well. And uh, I hope none of you uh, uh, die. I hope you all live. Yeah, the other Nash is going to yes, may all of you have a plant penis as their sign off. <laughs> <laughs> and they all walk. Stanley and go six drinks. Oh, man. <laughs> they, all, they all say goodbye to each other by saying, may all of you have a plant penis. And then they all walk off their dials. Diocese and the council powers down. All right, I'll turn back into normal Nash. And yeah, and Tower Nash looks. Uh, Tower Nash goes. Well, I hope that was helpful. I didn't really follow half of it. <laughs> well, we got as much as we can get. Uh, so I hope you're hope you're okay here in the wall. Yeah. Now I, I heard you mention you don't have a pod. So you know, I think you met her last time. But if you wanted to say hi to our pod, she's upstairs with Roger. Wait, who's Roger? Oh, Roger's her husband. Oh, you know, uh, I don't know if I could take it. Let him. Yeah, uh, you should go see them. You should go see them. Really? Yeah. Uh, just say hi. Just check in. Was there anything? Any, any other reason you were here? No. Not you just really. want to introduce me to your family and get information? Yeah. Yes, Nash. We were here oh. to see if other Nashes could potentially come and aid in our own assault. Oh, right. We were going to try to get everybody. Can you fire up the thing again? I need to ask <laughs> one more question. Oh, shit. It takes a lot of energy to do this on cooldown. <laughs> you know what? You. I need everybody... like 30 minutes. It's not a big cooldown. It's not a bad one, but Stanley. John, wait, but Stanley. It's just it's like 30 a... minutes. I just I, I got to like go to the bathroom or Stanley, something. Stanley, most of them already have have their own thing to attack and they can't they wouldn't be able to help us any more than we can help them so it's like one or two of them they could Uh, here's the idea 
look, they've all met Angelashi, right? They've all very smitten with your lovely wife because that's something that they don't have. Yeah. How about you see if she can stay behind while we go do our next bit and see if she can get any further aid? After all, if anybody can talk to a Nash and actually get something useful out of them, it's not you. It's her. <laughs> I, I can't disagree with that. And I'll look at Angela Ashy and say, are you, are Angela you down? Ashy looks and she says, this is the most... Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, no. She turned into a Nash. Sorry, I've been talking like Nash too much. <laughs> this is the most unusual request, I think, that's ever been asked of me, but... I will do it, Nash. I will do my part to help save your world, our world. Plus, it, you'll be safer here. Future for our kids, right? Like yeah. they have to live somewhere. That's our home. Plus, you'll you'll be will, safe here. I, I can a- stay behind. It seems as safe as any place. I have a big tower, Nash, to look after me. Yes. And um, I will try to learn what I can from him. To you say you want other Nashes to come help. I, I uh, want to bring them to this world. Yes, because if a bunch of them can be dragons, a bunch of them have you know we we just need more more firepower, more more magic, more yeah. everything. Well, here's what I'm think. Here's what I'm thinking. If there's some way to bring them all over to this realm, the ones who failed can come here and live here, help save this world, and then have a future here instead of waiting for their universe to to, to crumble. That's a gr- that's a great idea. If we can save ours, they can all have it. They can all be here in it. Yeah. Tower Nash speaks up. He says, yeah, like there's um on the upper floors of the tower, there's lots of accommodations. It's great. Pod and Roger and her kids, they love it there. Uh, badass T is up there. He, he's got a nice space and there's a big treasure room full of junk. You can have whatever you want and take, you know, and the Tungans will bring you food. Oh, that sounds oh, all right I f- then. I forgot all about badass T. Oh, maybe we should leave. Tea? Uh... Well, Pharrell, should we introduce Hope to Badass T? Why not? He's Tedno without a face. Well, there oh, it is. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Hope, you learned that there's a Tedna around. Without a face, no less. Yeah, Hope walks away. No, Hope's still there. Her tail's flicking a little, but she'll go if they all go up to say hi. What well, do you say, Dash? You want to see your want to see Pod again? Sure. And Angela, she goes, Pod? Ah, she's just an old friend. She died in this timeline. Something so, I should know about? No, it's yeah. a little fairy thing. It's not like a... It's not a guy. There's no girlfriends. Okay. And she pats you on the chest and gives you a kiss on the cheek. Okay. She was tiny until she wasn't. And then she died. (laughs) Yeah. That's kind of it. The pixie hulks. There's a rough time. But, uh, yeah, I don't even know if this is a good idea or not, just because I don't know what I'll get out of this other than sad. But sure. All right. So, all right. uh, Just head up the stairs. You remember where it is. So the party gets so. together, moves up the stairs. Um, it's a long, it sort of seems to be the stairwells on the exterior of the tower. So you sort of twirl around the tower as you up the stairs in a narrow, narrow co- uh, corridor. You make it up a few uh, uh, to the next floor. And the next floor is this large open space. And in one corner, you see um, there's a guy with a, uh, there's a man l- lounging on a love seat 
with a mask on half of his face like this. This Roger. I remember. Was it a gas mask? Oh, um, it's been a while. What, what mask? I think I have a picture of him somewhere. Just hang you on. talking Let's about badass T? Yeah, badass T. I think he had a. He had like a picture. Something. It was kind of like a. Yeah, yeah, a he has a gas mask. mask. Oh, yeah, yeah okay. that's right. Yeah, he's got like a mask on the bottom, only on the bottom half of his face. Um, he's got there's like he appears to have headphones in. He's just going, just bobbing his head, doesn't hear you guys. And on the other side of this large corridor or on this large uh, tower floor, there's like a dollhouse, and you see, um, uh, you know, there's little lights, a candle lit, like lamppost on the outside, and there's candle inside. And as you peer into the dollhouse, you see there's a pixie family inside having dinner, um, and there's a stairwell leading up to higher floors. Uh, towards the back of the room. So nobody notices your presences first as you walk in. Who do you who do you approach first? Bad ST or the Pixie House? I'd I'd make a line for the Pixie House. And I don't think yeah. everyone has to go with me if they want to go talk. No, Stanley stops at the doorway and just sort of leans against the arch and watches. Uh, and as you walk towards um, the house, you see they look up from the table, and the door bursts open. You hear "Nash!" and like a bullet, the pixie flies out and uh, flies straight to your face and like hugs your face. But like it's just like this much of your face is like it's so good to see you again. Um, you get a big kiss. I would be taken aback. But it's by like a it. tiny kiss. I would be taken aback by it and not quite sure what to say. Well, you didn't meet Pod before when you stopped here very briefly on your way back to Earth. Oh, did I? From Sigil. So you didn't meet this Pod before. Oh, I've never met this Pod. And you remember Pod was, Pod was, this Pod was married to Roger, another pixie. Yeah. And they had two little pixie kids. And so well, Roger I'd, also said, I know that she's not, I know that she's not my Pod, but that would be the problem is I just feel it just would be weird, you know? Yeah. Knowing this isn't the same. It is, but it is. How are you doing, Nash? Uh, I'm fine. Uh, We're about to have a third kid. She sort of pats her belly. She's like, on the way. Where's this Roger? I'm, I'm right here. <laughs> Roger, <laughs> <laughs> Roger the pixel floats up next to, next to Pod. It's good to finally meet you. I'll say, uh, Roger, you, you take care of this one. Uh, don't, don't let her, uh, you know. Uh, get in any trouble or anything, and I'll, I'll he try takes to her hand and clasps it. And looks at you. And says, I love her with all my heart till the day I die. Okay, good. Well, I just wanted to swing by and say hello, and uh, wish you the I'm best. I'm so glad you stopped in, Nash. It's so good to see you. Congratulations! On Are you the... staying? No, uh, we have. We Why? Have, I need have, someone to hang out with. We have very I important mean, business that we have to head to and take care of. I have so much to tell you about. When you're done with your business, can you come back and spend time with us? I I will come back, I promise. Well, thank you for stopping by. Do you want any food? And then um, go get go get dash a plate. And then one of the kids flies off and immediately brings back a tiny little plate of food. <laughs> it's about the size of your nostril, maybe the plate. You know, he brings it up to you. He's like, here, have something, Nash. Um, I'll take the plate <laughs> and I will snort its contents. <laughs> <laughs> the pixies laugh in delight. They like you. All right, they like it. But, think- <laughs> but when you snort it, you don't take the fork and knife off the plate. So. <laughs> There's a sharp. <laughs> <laughs> 
There's a pixie fucking knife also get up in there. <laughs> I'm slow bloody nose forms. Oh, I'm not. I'll try to be you nonchalant. Take one point of damage, it. please. Oh my gosh, really? Okay, hold on. Yeah. So I'll say, I'll say, <laughs> oh, oh, that hurt. Anyway, uh, thank you. <laughs> it's been nice to see you guys. I, I wish you nothing but the best, and hopefully, if we get our job done right, you'll exist longer. I'll say. All right. <laughs> and as you say that, you hear. Oh, oh, badass T jumps off and uh, immediately starts running towards you, Hope. Bat out of hell. You you can you have a chance to use a reaction, like some sort of throw, to avoid the incoming hug that is coming towards you. Yeah, she'll sidestep it. All right, let's make a uh, roll an acrobatics check, please. And I will contest it with my hug check. Thirteen. Oh well, uh, let's hang on. I need my modifier for badass. Badass has a no. You 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 win the contest. You sidestep him, and as he goes to hug you, he, it's sort of like he's gonna throw himself onto you with his face mask and bald head and everything. And then he, he just misses, so he falls onto the floor, Poof, face first. And then he he turns around with his mask and goes, <laughs> "He's laughing. <laughs> it's so good to see you, Hope. You're alive again." I thought you were dead. Yeah, the feeling's mutual. You died as well. <laughs> uh, I didn't die, but maybe the one that the tender Juni died. That's possible. I'm not quite the tender that you know. Yeah, I don't even know if different. I'm doing the right voice. I'm trying to do it without having any. <laughs> you don't know. If you remember, no, you're, you're right. He, he doesn't, doesn't have lips. lips. Yeah, he doesn't have that. So it's so good to see. Are you staying? Uh, no, we have stuff to do. And Hope will offer a hand to help him up. All right. He takes your hand and gets up. And, and he says, well, then take me with you. I'm ready to go. No. <laughs> I'm not doing anything here, but I'm waiting in the, I've been in the tower and I'm waiting for you. You see, when I picked up these guys in Sigil, they said that Jihad went missing and they were going to go find you. And now they found you! They said they accomplished their mission. And a bunch of drool starts dripping out, also in real life. They sent you and they rescued you and brought you back. Thank you, Varel. Thank you, Nash. Thank you, Stanley. I'm so happy you're back. I've been waiting for you. I've got nothing to do here. I'm ready to go. No, look. Um... I'm coming. That's it. No, with this one, it's just going to be us. But look, on our way back, we can probably pick you up if you want to fight in the big the big battle. But we have so much to catch up on. I, I should come now. No, what do we... No, Tedna, no, you're not coming on this one. Do you remember what you said to me last time we were together? Well, I guess it wasn't you. Oh, it doesn't count. <laughs> but the you that I knew said that you're thankful to have me here by your side. I don't need anything from you, but let me stay by your side and fight with you. <laughs> yeah, he won't drive us crazy at all. You shouldn't bring him. Tedna, we'll pick you up when we're done with this mission. And then you can choose to go in the ground assault, in the air assault, underground, whatever it is you want to do. 
Alright, you need to make a persuasion roll. He's not going to be easily persuaded out of this. Thirteen. Okay, he wins the persuasion roll, so he's not dissuaded. Doesn't mean he's going with you. It is your choice. I'm not going to force you to, to, to take me, but I'm ready to go. Those are hide-in-the-bathroom words, Hope. You know he's going to come whether you tell him or not. <laughs> I've been Hope is my silent. Whole life. She rolls her eyes a little. She knows Varel is right. So I've she'll been... look at Nash, and she'll look at Stanley, and she'll look at Varel. A little peeved that this is a situation, basically to see if they're okay with him coming along with this first part of the adventure. He doesn't have to. She will stop him. I'm not like how you remember me, Hope. I've seen things. I've done things. And then he takes off his mask and he shows you his face. And his face is burnt and mauled. And there's no lips. It's just teeth and jaw. Like teeth and the drool and teeth. Like it's just, it's horrifyingly disgusting. And the teeth are poorly maintained. And he says... I've done things. Few men have done and lived to tell the tale. I've killed. I will be good at your side. Let me come with you. Stanley, it's your ship. Let me fulfill my destiny. (laughs) You and I will meant to fight together. Stanley just sort of shrugs. <laughs> okay, hopeful. Shrug back at Ted Nut. Fine. Yeah. Well, puts, like his the old days. puts his mask. <sighs> I've waited many years for this. Thank you. <laughs> <sighs> My heart is Ted Nut. The happiest it's been in a Ted long Nut. time <laughs> to see you again. <laughs> yes, Zorro. I gave you I gave you a gift to give to Hope when we last met. Do you still have it? The DM needs a reminder on this one. <laughs> <laughs> I gave him the uh the, the belt, the Smokey's belt that he ah. recovered. Yes, uh, of course. And he goes back to like his little area where there's abandoned just some things and he pulls out Smokey's belt. This belongs to you. This is your belt. Thanks. It has the ammunition you need. Special right, so you can add Smokey's you can add Smokey's belt back to you. Now Tedna. Yes, Farrell. Yes. Badass T is who you are now, correct? I prefer Badass T now. Tedna's dead. Good, good. Tedna was a bit of a weirdo, if I may. <laughs> a bit of a creeper. Yes. I had to kill Tedna. Tedna was weak. Yes. Tedna behaved without honor and with hesitation and has learned to kill without hesitation. Right. Excellent. You remember when I killed that guy in Sigil? Oh, yes. Not yes. a second hesitation. And, and then you blew up the entire dock without a second hesitation. Uh, Tedna. Yes. Uh, badass T. Yes. What color it's was okay your Nash? It's okay if you call me Tedna, but just you four. What color was your Nash? Mm, my Nash, what a white cloak. Right. Why do you ask? 
Because I'm ranking your gnashes in my head. <laughs> <laughs> you fit some other gnashes, then. Uh, yes. Tedna? Yes. You're a warrior now. Yes. Angela just steps forward and says, um, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I'll let you finish. Oh, I'm just going to give him a talk about how warriors are brave and respectful and aren't weirdos. Okay. Angela actually steps forward and says, um, has anyone else noticed something here? I'm Angela Ashley, by the way. Nice to meet you, badass. Yes, Thunder. Thunder is mine. Without hesitation. What? <laughs> 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 so weird. Angela Ashley says, have you guys noticed something about uh, uh, here? What? I mean, what? I mean, not a single one of you? I've the noticed nothing but some things, but uh, <laughs> you're going to have to be more specific. Well, downstairs you asked me to stay here and research ways to bring some Nashes over to help with the fight before us. And you've just asked this badass T where he's from. He's not from here. So badass T... How did you get here? And that's where we'll end it for this week. Nice. That's a good question. That's a good question. Yeah, that is a good yeah. question. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Ashley, smart. Yep. Smarter than you give her credit for. Not really. She's good. Only Nash doesn't give her credit. Look at Scott all of a sudden proud of his fake wife. He's like, you yeah, discounted she, her. Yeah, she's pretty good. not me. Nope. <laughs> I, am, I appreciate what I have. I knew the whole time how great she was. <laughs> well, uh, now that we know that, we know this. We know that next week we'll pick things up from there. Or wait, next week isn't Christmas, is it? No, when, uh, no. no, but I am not available. Next oh, right. We're still week, working. So we're going to have That's to decide it if it is a Stanley oh, no. free adventure or if it's uh, a skip or what we're doing. Yeah, we don't know yet. We'll we'll figure that you, out. You, yeah, you <laughs> yeah, we might be able to do, do something day. Stanley. We might be able to do something Stanley free. Yeah, we'll it's possible. So. I mean, I hate the idea, but it's probably we could figure it out. We've done it without. Yeah, Nash he's before. done. He's done a lot of adventures without you guys. It's only fair. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll, we'll Maybe work we it can out, visit the Tungans on the planet. We yeah, have a Tungan adventure. Yes, you should definitely do that without Stanley. Yeah, let's kill all. <laughs> let's kill all the Tungans. Let's you can go them. to the Brontor trailer park that's marked on the map. Great idea. Uh, well, you'll have to tune in next week to find out what we do, everybody. Uh, don't forget, you can support the show by going to therewillbedungeons.com, become a Dungeons Plus member, and support the show in a myriad of ways. It's all laid out there. So if you're looking for details. Go check it out. Thank you, everybody who does. That's going to do it for us. For me, for Kyle, for Kristen, for John, and for Bo. We'll see you next time. This podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there!